0: Let's we'll save it for the, the review. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeremy. Start us off. No, that's you. No, you do it. You're doing it. Oh, no. by the way, everybody thought you were a complete dumbass. Because you're like, I start off the intro and I'm like doing like perfectly fine. You're like, you suck or something. And then I'm like, why? And you're like, well, that one part was good. And I'm like, okay, so you compliment me? <laughs> like, you're not telling me any reason why I suck?
1: Well, you're up, so go ahead. You're
0: up. We take turns. You know how it goes.
1: No, you never said that. You said you I were the host. I said it
0: now. No, I fucking never said I was the host. What are you talking about? You clearly said last show you were the host. I said, uh, last show I said, I'll do this one.
1: Yeah, but you're going to say I suck and you're going to no, fuck No, I'm not. Me
0: up. I swear to God, I'm not even going to say that. Well, you're going to
1: say what I always say. <clears throat> JF1 I'm not going to say era.
0: anything. I'm just going to let you intro the show. Like a respectable co-host does.
1: (laughs) Luckily, oh wait, I had to get that guy's name. Mike Default. He's a dick. Because he missed me in a review. Alright, let's go. Totally unscripted, right? Yes, un-fucking-scripted. Apologize for missing last week. Who would have
0: thought it would have took that long to find some tampons?
1: Yes.
2: I'm not fucking saying that, I know that, you're dude. not, but I'm just, just saying, saying. This movie is not good. It's actually really bad. You know what? I'm not saying don't go out and see it. Yeah, that's
0: a foreign edition, dude. How is this foreign? It's Anchor Bay. A lot less bitching from orphans because that's one thing that you get used to. It. It's yeah. just so
2: sad. It's just so fucking sad. man. Pr- 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 I don't know Have you a know, fucking. Si- I, I
0: totally nailed that one. It's gonna make me mad. Like, it's gonna yeah. piss me the fuck
2: off. Fuck me, man. I don't know. I showed
1: moods a girl blowing a dog one time. Okay.
2: So, oddly enough, I... Gagged about forty-five times, and I watched the whole fucking twelve minutes. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ,
0: what are we doing here? You're listening to a Twenty Two Shots production.
1: All right, what is going on, everyone out there on the interwebs? This is Jeremy, aka NES Roller Twenty Two, coming at you live from forty-five minutes outside of Chicago. Yeah, buddy, we're going old school today with my amazing hosting abilities and. On this episode of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror, which is episode 160, we are joined once again by the aka fill-in master, D. Boucher708054, aka Derek, and of course we're joined by the Mexican, who is still a piece of shit.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this. Why would you intro him before me?
1: I don't know, because he's the guest (laughs) and he's cooler than you oh <laughs> okay you know uh, clearly clearly this you, is this is, and and he's not a
0: slacker like you clearly you had a better intro than i did last week correct
1: sure do you feel like i you thought did? you said that you were just gonna let me do the intro i us. did
0: i did let you do the intro without saying but anything. i'm not
1: finished i didn't tell everybody what we're gonna be doing
0: okay i didn't know
1: you do that continue see you fucked me up now i just want to say this mike default guy he's a big fat douchebag dickhead because he commented on a fucking podcast and he said that jp and moods is awesome and he called me the other guy so he could go suck a chode that's but true. it is true he's a dick and he said that about two weeks ago and i didn't forget which is pretty good
0: but no, i'm saying it's true that me and moods are awesome oh
1: thanks i appreciate it this make me feel even more better about myself and my podcasting abilities, which are already horrible as it is. Yeah, more better. More better. Uh-huh. You know <laughs> that's the way I go. But tonight, we have a pretty simple show. We'll shit the breeze on the intro, talk about t shirt sales, stuff like that. Then we'll be hopping into some news from Mr. Mexican himself. Hop into box office brawl, say the results for Brightburn. And since Moods isn't here, we can't give our picks for next week, which is a pretty busy week in the world of movies and then we're going to be doing what we watched and then some feature reviews from Patreon and then we'll talking about Hagasua. Is that how you pronounce it, Derek?
2: Hagazuza.
1: Oh, it's close. H no. The H is silent. Well, that's a yeah. good that's a good uh, explanation of how to say it. So, let's get into it. So guys, I will be covering the Cinema Apocalypse Festival here in Chicago, from June, what is it? It's June 13th through the 20th of June at the Music Box Theater. Uh, this is a place that I talk about all the time. And a few years ago, they brought this festival. Uh, the guy who uh, directed "We Are Still Here," he brought this festival here to Chicago, and it's pretty much like Fantasia Fest. It's not as good, but. It still shows a bunch of films that are on the festival circuit, well, and isn't it still in its infancy? Also, isn't this the second year or
0: third year? It's or the third year. Third
1: year. So like <laughs> I said, it's still pretty. It's pretty, you know, uh, early on in its run. But uh, they brought this a few years ago, and they bring all these festival movies. that play at South by Southwest and Fantasia Fest, and uh, all these different festivals. And like I said, it's going on from June 13th to June 20th. And I am luckily being able to cover this for you guys come that day. So we're going to have
0: a special bonus episode. Uh, probably I would like to get it done almost directly after, like within the first couple of days of after it. Yeah. Um, not sure so, if it'll be – it won't be like a regular episode. It'll just be a bonus thing. But um, I'm excited, and I'm not even going.
1: That- yeah, we got some We got some really cool stuff. We have um, – Glenn Danzig's new movie. Who's uh, he? Of course, is the guy from The Misfits. He, uh, of course, he's the uh, the vocalist. He directed a movie called Feartaka. Um, really, and he's he stars in it and he directed it, and it's um, seems kind of interesting. That's opening up the festival. Um, some other highlights: we have a 70 millimeter print of Flatliners. Uh, that should be pretty cool uh let's see we have um gar versus rock and roll nightmare so gar is going to come and do like a mystery science theater 3000 kind of uh riff on rock and roll nightmare <laughs> which, of course cool. um thor was a big part of so that should be cool that's happening friday night um then they're doing some other stuff gar and then um we have Total Recall, a 70 millimeter print of Total Recall with the man himself, Michael Ironside, in person for a &A. Q&A. We have The Lodge, which I'm really looking forward to. That's the new movie directed by the team who did Goodbye Mommy a few years ago. Uh, It looks really, really good. I'm really excited to check that out. Uh, We have Hot Dog the Movie, which is a sex comedy from the 80s, a new 4K uh, restoration of that. Uh, we have Darlin, which is the third movie in the woman franchise, I guess, if you want to say now. Now it's a trilogy. Um, the woman returns, the famous woman who is in our franchise, in our franchise, in our intro week after week. Uh, this is another film with her in it. So that should be pretty cool to see the woman back on the screen. Um, Tammy and the T-Rex, the film I'm looking forward to the most <laughs> in the festival. Yeah. This is the original R-rated gore cut. Uh, 35 millimeter world premiere. So I guess they made a uncut R rated cut of this movie, which is like a PG 13, like uh, straight to VHS film from the nineties that um, has, uh, who is Paul Walker's and a very young Paul Walker. And it's like a really horrible, horrible film accordingly. I've never seen it, but they supposedly made an R rated cut of it. And um, this is the first time that is ever going to be screened. So that should be cool. Looking forward to that. Um, some other stuff we have uh, on Tuesday we have Mr. Joe Bob Briggs coming to Chicago to do his How Rednecks Save Hollywood show which I saw a few weeks ago about a month ago now uh, in Milwaukee so I'm very excited to see him again see what he has to say about Chicago and Rednecks that should be pretty fun and yeah just some other films uh, that were on the festival circuit that I'm going to be checking out so should be a fun time covering that for the show and should be cool so that's that um t-shirts are now available in stock i have them if you guys want one drop me an email nesruler ruler 22 22 at gmail.com or go to the 22 shots of moods and horror.com there's now a page on the website click on top it says store you could directly order a shirt from there um we got like fifty shirts left so about half the stock of shirts are left so if you want one go ahead and grab one please support the show that'd be awesome everybody who ordered one the shirts at this point since the episode is up they should have been shipped if you're a Patreon member uh they were shipped yesterday on Tuesday and everybody else they were shipped on Tuesday so stay tuned for those they should be popping up in your mailbox very soon um I think I got everybody there was like forty five of them but I think I had a good enough system laid out where I was able to not miss anybody. So uh, those should be cool. They came out really nice. I was very surprised with the quality that they actually turned up. All the colors are really good, and um, I think people are going to be happy with them. So that is T-Shirt Update. And uh, JP, you got anything else?
0: Well, I mean, I wanted to comment on some of the stuff you were talking about, but you didn't okay, It's an opportunity. Um, <clears throat> so... The, uh, the, let me ask you this. Are you going, are you like staying in a hotel or are you coming back home every night? Coming back home every night. How far of a drive? It's in Chicago. So 45 minutes? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. So it's just like going to work every day.
0: So, um, now have you request, like, have you let your work person know that you're going to be like busy?
1: It's not my work person. It's a whole bunch of work people. I'll just say that I'm not available to work when they text me and ask me if I want to work. Oh, okay.
0: Um, I, I, for, I always thought there was just like one or two people that hit you no. up. But I guess you have a bunch. So that's pretty cool. So no matter what you're going to this, you're not going to – like if a job comes up or something. I mean I'm, I'm pretty much going to try and go to all of them. Yeah.
1: You know. Yeah. At least all the ones I want to go to. I definitely think you should came... do
0: as much as you possibly can so you get invited back next year.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm planning to, so... Yeah, it's you only definitely... a week, so I'm not going to, like... It's not going to kill me or anything.
2: No. Yeah, buddy. What'd you say, yeah, I was just, just going to say, you're definitely going to make that Tammy and the T-Rex one because oh, that yeah, movie's a trip. Sure. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, that's, like, a rare credit. I would assume, like, it's going to come out on Blu-ray or something pretty soon, but... Um, because uh, AFA is releasing it, and uh, I know they do a lot of genre stuff, so I am curious about that. I have a feeling that one's going to be a packed house for because that's just, that's such a weird credit, and um, it's going to be cool. We again we go see all these movies for free and not pay one hundred and seventy five bucks. That should be awesome. That's cool. Yeah, buddy. So, um,
0: what what is the uh, the title? You said it's Darling.
1: The Darling. Title.
0: Darlin, the title that's of the woman mother. sequel.
1: Um, well, yeah.
0: Is it Angela uh, Bettis
1: in there? Uh, is that who plays the woman? No.
2: <laughs> um, no, it's uh, Pollyanna McIntosh who plays the woman. I'm yeah. actually
0: interested to see where that story goes. So that's another one that you have to check out. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty exciting. So that'll be a bonus episode coming up here. Um, which i've actually was in talks with a guy who regularly goes to the what's the big fest in london or or over in the uk
2: you Mm. you guys
0: know what that one is
2: oh fuck i know i think i know what you're talking about i just can't think of the name
0: it was it's a huge festival i forget what it is but they show like tons of stuff um but is it fright fest
2: it might be. It might, it might have, like, a town or name in front of it or something. Yeah, but well, could either
0: it. way, at one point I was talking to a guy who regularly went to that, and I wanted to have him come on and give us the rundown of all, what is that, um, give us a rundown of all <laughs> the um, films that he got to see, um, but for whatever reason, it never happened, uh, and... Honestly, if there's anybody out there who regularly goes to these like festivals that you know show a lot of the new indie films, um, I would love to have a regular segment where you would come on every year and, and give a rundown of what what you Mm -hmm. saw because i think that that's one of the things we kind of slack we used to focus a lot more on back in the early days of the 22 shots like what films were hitting the festivals and like i remember always talking about like this film is getting good reviews and stuff like that but i haven't really done that in so long and we don't really talk about the festival circuit stuff anymore but i would love to get some more of that content you know what i'm saying
2: Mm -hmm. i hear you man (laughs) it's always good for like any show in general
0: yeah this fucking amateur. Well, welcome back. I'm
1: sorry, dude. You're sorry? You were in the middle of a
0: conversation. You're what an was amateur. I say? Why are you moving your fucking mic? Why are you moving furniture in the middle of the show again? I wasn't moving furniture. Dude, you hear. It's like.
1: Opening doors. My dad's doors yelling and, at me. I'm sorry. And hearing people yell. Yeah, he's Just... yelling at me to move my car. I'm sorry. So why didn't you mute the mic?
0: I forgot to. Oh, my God. This is JF1 era.
3: Sorry. <laughs> Are we still going? <laughs> yes, we're
0: still going. I this was is great. I was talking. Uh, I didn't but... know he's coming home.
1: <laughs> he's fucking yelling at me to move my car. Jamie, move your fucking car, damn it. Yeah, because it's fucking raining now. <laughs>
0: um but anyway so yeah I would love to cover more festival circuit stuff um it's always been one of my like number one goals like I have to do it one year I need to like save up money and go to one of these festivals oh you can will... just come to me come to you? yeah come to this one yeah but I would feel pretty mad about you getting in for free and me having to pay just saying or we could just split it yeah that would actually I would actually.
1: We should do that next year. One gets in for free, and then we split the other one. Yeah. Or you just use the Patreon money because that's what it's for. That is
0: true. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should look. Man, honestly, like I would do if they do that next year, I would do that.
1: But Ooh, JP's um, actually committing to something like that.
0: I also want to go down to Jason's house and go to his festivals. He goes yeah, to uh, two of them. South I think, by right? Southwest, South and he South. does. I forgot what the other one is. Is it Fantastic Fest?
1: No, oh, that's in that's in Ontario. Oh, that's the Canadian that's the good one.
0: Ones. Yeah, that's what. What what's Fantasia?
1: I don't know. That's just the name of the festival. I don't no, know what the fuck it means.
0: No, I'm saying where's that one at Fantasia? Ontario. That's. I thought you said that was Fantastic Fest.
1: That is. Those Fantasia. are the same
0: thing. Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure? I think. I don't think so. It might be. But anyway, yeah, I used to follow the festival circuit way more. I miss that.
2: Me too. Yeah. Because it used
0: to give me, like, such hype for stuff coming out. You know what I mean? Like, because usually the festival stuff, we don't get till like, the following year. But it was still, like, I, I had an easier time of, like, knowing what I want to see for the top ten show of next year, you know, like, keeping up with, like, the positive reviewed films. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... That's something that's going to be pretty cool. It's our first coverage of a festival here besides, like, the 24-hour marathon. It's kind of like a festival. They usually sure. show, like, one new thing, right? At least one new thing. Yeah. So you sure came this year. We'll be able to see Joe Bob. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. So, um, shirts. Yeah, those things look amazing. Um, Can't wait to get mine. You could probably me send too. mine now, and I'll send the uh, extra money over. So what? It says what size? Forgot. I need two larges, and then you could send Carly's oh, medium please. with me. Okay, and I'll send
1: Derek's four XL out.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Don't worry, Neil Neil's a four XL too and he's an asshole. So and and Sam. Sam. <laughs> so, wow. so is Sam. Sam is the most surprising. I didn't realize Sam was four XL. Like in his profile dude. picture, he doesn't look like he'd be four XL. That's because
0: he never changes his profile picture. It's probably from high school or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know, it just it just you look at him and go like, huh, you wouldn't think he's like
2: he is like six one or something.
1: But I guess he's big boned.
0: So, Derek, you're back here. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Mike's streak has ended three in a row. He was going to beat – he was trying to beat your streak of, what, 11 in a row?
2: It was like 14 or 15. 14
0: or 15. I, <laughs> I thought
1: it was 11. Wow. Um, that's like – Well, uh, JF1 era came to an end. Somebody had to take my spot. Yeah. We had Kyle for a little bit. Well, nobody likes him Kyle
0: anyway. got in a marriage or something and then just disappeared on us. Had another kid. Did he
2: really? Yeah, he did. yeah. yeah he, did. he said it on the show during the Children of the Corn like review you guys did.
0: What? Yeah, he had another kid. That was a joke. I thought. No. Are you, no. Are you sure? I've never yes. seen this other kid.
3: He I, I had, had another
0: kid.
1: I'm not joking. What? Yeah. How come I never hear about this kid? Because he never posts on Facebook anymore.
2: Yeah, he's mostly Instagram. But now. I was
0: like regularly podcasting with him during the time after that show because that was Uh, his first episode
1: no 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 when he came back to do like the wrap-up the other okay
2: yeah the The other children the the one where me and matt were on too the roundup
0: i must have forgot about that jesus
1: oh he has two kids damn he's got to make that apple money if moods has another kid we're fucked (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be the end of the mf1 era yeah (laughs) yeah
0: it is because uh woof um but it barely has time now with one i know man i miss i miss doing the show um but you know we're taking our summer break we're going to be back for the 72 show in just a couple weeks actually and um, I just wanted to let everybody know that one is going to debut on Patreon and stay there for uh, at least a week. Um, so it's going to be because we have we've been slacking on the exclusives a little bit with that, you know, timed exclusives. We don't do official exclusives, but um, the timed exclusive thing. So, uh, you know, a dollar gets you in and you get to hear it early. So that's pretty a whole week uh, early. Yeah, at least a week. Might, might a leave week. it there for a damn month. Who knows? Who knows? You better bite the bullet and,
1: and get a uh, <laughs> a Patreon a Patreon subscription um, so you could afford JP to come here next year. Yeah, right. We need to start
0: building money because those shirts, woof, they wiped us out.
1: <laughs> um, well, sort of. We're still doing pretty good.
0: We're, I mean, we're doing okay, but you know, we we
1: were buy a shirt, it.
0: buy a shirt, support, buy a shirt. support the twenty two <laughs> shots. I'm gonna have-
1: or else the local Goodwill is gonna have 40, Listen, 22 shots. I'll tell you, in horror <laughs> I'll
0: tell you right now. If the w- like, we won't be printing more until like this stock is yeah. c- like nearly completely depleted. And honestly, the more that I'm thinking about it, I don't even know if I want to do that design ever again. You know what I mean? Like because if like we have to do like a hundred shirts, you know what I mean? So like, I don't think the ch- like I don't think we would need a hundred more of that design. So
1: yeah, or else you're going to be flipping through the channels one night on your TV and see a UNICEF commercial. <laughs> and the black kid in the background is going to be wearing a 22 Shots Moods and Horror t-shirt because I'm going to send all the ones we don't sell to Africa, just like all the sports teams do with all their own stock.
2: Dude, that's or, fucking hilarious. Or, or you get like a booth at that fantastic festival you're going to or whatever it's called and sell them there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually thought of taking some to the drive-in uh, in September maybe. Because uh, they sell shirts there.
1: I don't know if anybody. See, that's. Oh, yeah, because everybody's going to line up to buy a 22 shots. Well, of here's the
0: one thing that's cool about the 22 shots, moods, and horror shirt is even if you don't know what it is, it looks like a cool horror shirt, right? Like, it's basically the maniac
1: design.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: So that's pretty cool. Um, like, I would. If I just saw that in the store, like at a Walmart or something, I would. It just makes
1: me laugh. Moods is like, yeah, I'm going to buy a bunch and put them out for sale at my wife's shop. Like who the, who the fuck's gonna buy a, beer, <laughs> in a hair yeah. salon? <laughs> yeah, give me one of those. Uh, give me a blow dry and uh, one of those twenty-two shot shirts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who knows, man? Who
1: knows? Like hey, you never like, know. How's
0: he thinking,
1: uh, yeah. dude? I don't know. Remember when he's like, "Yeah, send me a sh- send me a bunch." So maybe like, he has uh, the
0: podcast playing like as like the background music, like just oh, he, he, he it makes it seem like everybody knows deficit.
1: him in his town. Like the way he makes it seem like
0: yeah, they probably uh, do.
1: He's well, famous. Just is pretty big. He is famous. He is a YouTube celebrity. So, Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, hell, I told he you that, that his name they, they, they I like people whenever I show people like my videos or something, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I think I've seen you in the sidebar of that Moods guys
1: channel. I told <laughs> you when one time somebody recognized me. They're like, oh, I know you. I think I saw you on the side of Moods 616's video before. <laughs> I was like, God damn it yeah like and even carly found my videos
0: before she like knew that i made them because she found moods's videos online and i was in the sidebar and she's like holy shit i work with that guy yeah um but yeah (laughs) so uh buy a shirt long story short uh 24.99 and and, uh we will um what if 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 we you know we need to build more money again and then we could do a second design something new something cool like
1: uh, one's already in the works.
0: Yeah. So it but is. we need we need to sell more because we don't have the capital to actually buy more Orange. shirts right now. Yep. <laughs> um so yeah, but I honestly I think that they it went over really well. Like Yeah, uh, we
1: sold forty five.
0: I, I honestly expect like truly, I'm being honest. I expected to sell like fifteen to twenty. Like in yep. the first like month. And I was I was blown away. And Moods hasn't even one put an episode on his channel yet where we talk about it which is a lot where our views come from and two he hasn't made a video about it yet which i i i would assume that after he makes a video we might sell a bunch
1: more
3: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: well my video didn't do jack shit so my My, amazing two-year hiatus from youtube made a huge bang how much views 200 but nobody commented you. you normally get like six no, all my videos are like three to four hundred. <laughs> yeah, after like months six. of being after up. After a year and a half, yeah. That's all right.
0: But um, I Could've think thought you somebody should return a shit. to YouTube. Let's get a fund going to go and return Jeremy to YouTube.
2: So now
1: we have a fund to get me laid and a fund for me to get back to YouTube. We're perfect.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to just do that myself. I'll just buy you a hooker. <laughs> but um, it has to be a ten out of ten hooker. No, no like,
0: you can, I don't even think a ten out of ten hooker would go for you, bud. Oh thanks!
1: They'll go for anything over a amount of bucks. I don't know, yeah. man. They'd be like, yeah, oh, "That's that's uh, the that's job.
0: that's even that's even out of my pay grade."
1: Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think I am, Tory? Like, come on, <laughs> I'm not Tori. Tramp stamps. Chicks, chicks like Delamore?
0: tramp stamps. Shut what, up, Derek, You're ruining
1: the joke. We
2: can't. You won't hear on, this anyways.
1: <laughs> we can't
0: hate on Tori for uh, he bought a shirt
1: right what the fucking do that's like saying peter gets fucking immunity because he supported the patreon well
3: Just according because he to bought peter, he does
1: get immunity you see he posted on jerry's page and jerry banned him and he messaged me he's like you know peter sent me a message on the page and said like 22 shots are losers or something like that and i was like jesus
3: jerry out. didn't even like him <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll, I'll read what he, he messaged me, he, like, wrote me, like, a mess, up. and that's weird, because me and Jerry don't talk, but he, like, messaged me, he's like. I haven't like, been talking to Jerry like I used to, Jerry was my, like, number uh, one. Uh, yeah, he posted know. on the Skeleton Crew podcast page, 22 shots are rude, and then Dave C. said, they aren't rude, granted the people who didn't like you should have just blocked you, but they aren't rude. Fucking Dave C. And then he said, I well, booted Well, I mean, him. he
0: has a point, I agree with that.
1: True that. Just block them. I did block him a long time ago. No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying he's like the people that were complaining about him. I blocked a lot of people that I don't want to see all their posts on the Facebook page.
2: It's the way of Zach.
1: Nah, I've only banned one person besides him. But got any news, JP? Yeah, yeah,
0: I do. But give me one moment. See,
1: now he's making fun of me being unprofessional.
0: Uh, because I still had something to say about Peter.
1: All right. What do you so have to say about he Peter? just messaged
0: me randomly and said, moopsie, boopsy."
1: Yeah, he did that to <laughs> me too, though. Remember? But then I blocked him. I even made a post about it. I was like, what a fucking weirdo. But when did he do this? Um, like last week. And I don't even know.
0: Like, I wasn't even part of the moopsy boopsy thing.
2: I
1: don't even understand what it means. I still don't
2: understand what it means. I guess it was the name of the fucking hamster he put in his pants. He put a hamster in his pants. In the fucking video that somebody posted on the Facebook group. What a weird. Wait, wait, wait,
0: he put a hamster in his pants?
2: That's what it looked like, anyways, from the video. <laughs> huh.
1: Wow. So, it's one weird ass dude.
0: Yeah, I I, I I don't know, man. I thought we weren't gonna talk about him again, but you? he just keeps coming up.
2: Just <laughs> when you thought you were out, no, don't even back, say,
0: man. don't even say that I brought him up because you did.
2: I know okay. because Jerry
1: never messages me, and then he messages me. He's like, yeah, I blocked him from Skeleton Crew. <laughs> it's like, <Nice. laughs> well, uh, a good all right, thing. let's go ahead and get into this damn. I was trying to figure out what
0: he like what he actually said to me, but I couldn't remember, so I had to look it up. Um, but let's get into the news. And the first little bit of news is pretty huge news. It is involving me. And I just want to say that I'm officially announcing. Get on with I... it, you fucking loser. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no one gives a shit. <laughs> um, Anybody who's a fan of uh, the podcast Under the Stairs out there. Why Duncan didn't you say Show, this during the intro? How the hell is because this news? This is news. This is huge news. So uh, I Don't get shit. am officially going to be part of the 90s top 10 summer series. I couldn't be more excited because I love those shows that Duncan does. He did, uh, I believe, the 80s last year and the year before that it was the 70s. And every time when he you know, announces them, I always miss the boat. Uh, but this year I actually got on the boat, so I'm pretty excited. Uh, <laughs> why don't you be a little respectful for other people's podcasts for once (laughs) Um, but yeah this is going to be huge man I'm super excited it's not how we do our top tens Um, it's completely different it's a whole summer long extravaganza thing with tons of different podcasters it's very complex how he does this stuff and it's, it's super huge just seems to be getting bigger and bigger so look for me on that during our summer break here uh, you can find me over there. So that is the first bit of news. Pretty. It's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome, Thank you, man. Because yeah. I know you okay. actually appreciate other podcasters. And oh, I, love, I
2: listen to Duncan's show all the time. It's great. I and mean, like you and me did the Puppet Master. Oh yeah, show you were on the a- Puppet
0: Master too. What, which one did you get?
2: I got part two.
0: Oh, I Just got part on one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was so I was like, should I even do this? Because we had just covered the Puppet Master films. I was like, oh my god, I gotta watch these again. At least I only had to watch one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my first time with. Uh... And Jerry just told me to say to let you guys know that me and uh, Jerry will be reuniting. So, um, uh, me me and Jerry will be
1: reuniting. Congratulations, yeah. no one cares. Good stuff, man. <laughs> Jerry
2: Good wanted stuff. to know
0: what Jeremy said, so I will let him know that he said congratulations, no one cares. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the news. The first uh, bit of like real news, besides my news, is Saw.
1: It. It's Saw-related. Yeah, he doesn't even want to talk about this because he's a loser. Okay, so
0: you – let me let me hear what is going no, on. No, you so. have
1: it pulled up. You say it. You're in charge of the news. You weren't going to talk about it though, so that's why I had to say you weren't going to talk okay.
3: about it.
0: So apparently Chris Rock is going to be doing – why – I don't have it pulled up.
1: <laughs> He's doing a Saw spinoff with Darren Bronson. Darren Lynn
3: Bronson.
1: <laughs> Darren who? Lynn Bronson. Lynn Bronson. Is that like mm-hmm.
0: Charles Bronson's cousin? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Daryl Lynn Boundsman. Close enough.
0: Darren Lynn Bowsman. I mean, it's only your favorite fucking film in the series. Part 3. Part 2? So-
3: <laughs>
1: he did part 3 too.
0: Yeah, that's what I four.
1: said.
3: Part
0: 3. <laughs> yeah, Darren Lynn Bowsman, who directed more Saws than anybody. Uh, apparently he's going to be doing a... Like, what do they mean by spin-off,
1: right? Like, does that it's like, mean... It's like it takes place in the universe, the Saw universe, I guess.
0: But it's not Saw. You all none.
1: know it's going to be pro-black bullshit again. Just like, purge election. <laughs> wow, here. Jesus. It's going to be that shit, and you know it. What? Why do I... What? What? It I will did not be. think of that at all. It will be Black Lives Matters. What? I know. Why, why do you say that? Like, where is this coming from? I'm just saying it's going to be a hood version of Saw. Why? Because Chris Rock's going to make it that way.
0: I literally don't see the connection.
1: Because Chris Rock
0: is black? Absolutely. So... So since he's Chris made rock...
1: black prominent movies, that's all he, movies he's made so far. Like so what? I would assume this one. Uh, let's see what movies has rock directed.
0: Is he directing it or producing it? Writing it. Okay, so he's writing it.
1: So he's wrote a bunch of black prominent movies such as Down to Earth. I don't know what that is. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Top five, I Think I Love the Wife, both are black, prominent cast movies. So I think it's going to be a Hood Saw movie. Um, uh, I'm I'm not not sure, buddy. I don't think that that... Well, I guess we'll find out, and then when I'm right, you guys are going to admit that I'm right. Episode
2: 160. Yeah, I got to see, like, a... Maybe, like, a... Picture or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Before I make any assumptions, I don't.
0: I never considered like Chris Rock, like
2: because he does some weird like art house movies too.
0: He does a lot of comedies as an actor, like I not, but he's writing it.
1: Yeah, it will be a black saw. I'm telling you, I'm gonna call it now. I mean. I don't really
0: have an issue with a black sock. I didn't, yes, <laughs> I didn't have any issues
1: with it either. I just said it's going to be propaganda bullshit, like Election Day. I mean, no. Pro- that's di- – okay.
0: Like, let's let's cool the the, the, the the stove here for a minute, buddy. All right. Is Jordan pills us and get out black propaganda bullshit?
1: No, because it's not in your face like Election Day is.
0: Yeah, so what makes you think just because –
1: just because i just think because it's a mainstream fucking big movie that line's get gonna out have...
0: and uh, no no they're us, different not they're not part of a franchise they're, they're not part of a franchise okay you didn't say that you said mainstream big movies okay
1: franchise movies
0: okay so since it's a franchise mm-hmm. and also the purge was a franchise that mm-hmm. that automatically no, he's makes... gonna
1: use what's hot in pop culture right now. What isn't
0: Get Out and, uh, you know, fucking us more more popular in culture than, say,
1: The Purge 4? But it's not in your face like The Purge 4 is. I know,
0: but I'm asking you, what makes you think that it's going to go that way versus the other way?
1: I don't know. I just think that they're... I don't know. I just think Chris Rock is going to write a Saw movie for the african-american crowd and we all know honestly
0: i think that the saw movies are like i see a lot of the african-american crowd but i see a lot of the black crowd i don't say african-american um
1: at the uh saw films don't you Um, have an experience with a black dude at brightburn this weekend dude yes (laughs) i can't wait to talk about this
0: (laughs) oh i'm so fucking funny man so you're going to tell or what? Um, are we going to – I figure we're going to review Brightburn. No.
3: No. Why?
1: Who's
0: going to review it? Me and you.
1: You, d- we you gonna...
0: literally said let's. we're going to have to talk about Brightburn when we go see it.
1: That's not what I said. I said aren't you going to talk about the story about the no, guy no, in No, I'm saying like in
0: chat like a couple days ago before we went and seen it, you're like we're going to have to talk about this on the show.
1: I never said that. You definitely
0: did. You definitely
1: Whatever. did. All right, fine. I right, guess we're
0: anyway, gonna have I to I guess wait. I'll tell my story. Okay, so I'm sitting there watching Brightburn uh, with. We're in the Dolby theater, which is Jeremy completely convinced me on Dolby because now I want to see everything in Dolby. Um, it's it Brightburn really is really good. It really is awesome in Dolby. Yeah, um, was good. And so there's this there's this uh, black dude sitting right next to me. Like the chairs are pre- you know the the recliners are pretty close together. Um, and you know, we're laughing at stuff and you know, it's fun. And, and, um, there was actually a lot of, you know, black folk there. (laughs) Um, I don't know why, like it, like it, it's not a
1: black folk movie.
0: I mean, yeah, it's just, it it just so (laughs) happened that, that there was a lot of black people at this one. Um, and, um, you always, like, I always notice because like, I feel like they're more vocal (laughs) about things. And this fucking dude was sitting down a row in front of me. And like, I'm not even joking, man. Like it's, it's like, he's in his goddamn living room by himself. He's like, (laughs) go ahead. You know, he's (laughs) like, he's like, that's how you do it. You know, or something like, he's just like, uh, like like so loud and this, and this is like not
1: the movie to do that it's not like yeah, slash like comedy movie. it's not even
0: like a comedy or anything like like this this uh like the scene where the um little girl's mother at the diner gets like yeah. attacked like after you know the the final like where he, he like scoops her he's like he's like oh shit or something you know what i mean like uh and and like i could see the dude next to me was getting pretty fucking annoyed and he's like man he's like i'm about to fucking say something i was like yeah man that dude's fucking way too loud and uh then like a little bit of time goes by he fucking yells something stupid again and this other fucking dude like like a row over from me is like not the dude that i was talking to yeah this other black dude he's like he's like fam shut the fuck up man for real (laughs) he's like he's like shit we're trying like he's like fam shut the fuck up (laughs) and then like the dude next to me is like yeah man please and i was like yeah (laughs) and i because i had to jump in because my dude next to me my 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 theater buddy you're homie yeah like i have i feel like i have to support his decision to say something because whenever i say something it's just me And then, like, it doesn't feel as impactful. But but you only only yell at
1: children, so...
0: Well, I yell at every... If if it gets on my nerves enough, I'll tell them shut the fuck up, you know? (laughs) But dude was like, fam, shut the fuck (laughs) up for real, or something. (laughs) Like, which, you know, he's, like, basically saying, look, I know that we're supposed to be brothers and stuff, you know, but at the same time... Shut the fuck up. That's why I said fam, you know. (laughs) Um, And then, so the dude next to me was like, "Yeah, shut up." And then I was like, "Yeah." (laughs) And Carly's like said, like my voice was the deepest she ever heard it, and like, (laughs) and like I don't know why, but like subconsciously I felt like I had to match their tones. (laughs) Yeah, to be a bro. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you (laughs) shut up. (laughs) But um, you know, I felt like I had to had to back my dudes up because like I was with them a hundred percent. And then the dude, the dude got up and left and came back and Carly's like, we're going to get shot. <laughs> She's like, I, keep thinking that, I kept thinking about Colorado, like when he came back and I was like, I was like, when he walked back in, I was like, we might get shot actually. <laughs> but, um, after the movie, then like the dude that was next to me, the one black dude was like, um, that we started getting up. And then the dude who was like, shut up fam. He looked over, and he's like, oh, shit, is that you? And, like, they knew each other. And he's like, I thought that was you, man. They, like, walk over and, like, give dap right in front of us and shit. And, like, <laughs> like um, like they're standing right in front of me, and they're like, oh, my bad, dude. I didn't mean to block you. And it was just fucking funny because, like, we ma- basically made, like, theater friends with, like, these two black dudes because uh, we each hated this other dude who was being obnoxious. <laughs>
1: And they knew each other. Yeah,
0: but it was funny because they knew each other. Like, the two dudes who said something like knew, like knew each other but didn't know they knew each oh, other. Oh,
1: I thought it was the loud guy and the other guy knew each other. No, no, no. It was that would have been dudes. hilarious. Yeah, that would have
0: been fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, He's telling them to shut the fuck up and they knew each other. Yeah, but... That'd be funny.
0: How did you know that? Carly tell you.
1: Yeah, Carly told me.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It's so funny, man. We, get, we, we have, like...
1: It seems like every time.
0: No, honestly, like that theater, that's might be honestly one of the very first times that's ever happened there. But I, it was also the loudest. Like I've never seen somebody literally just talk like, like they're in their own living room.
1: I had that during the offenders.
0: It was so weird, man. It was like, I had
1: that during the offenders
0: and strangers in a room full of other people. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, when I saw The Stranger 2, there was these two black people doing it. No offense to black people. I'm just going to say it. And at the end of the movie, this, kid, this guy got up and he said, thanks for ruining the movie, you fucking assholes, and walked down. Was like, well, that's it's... why you say something during the movie where you go tell on them. They did say it during the movie. No. He's like, shut up. And they didn't shut oh, up. Oh, dude,
0: The Strangers 2 got completely ruined from uh, these old fat white bitches. Like, yeah. like, you know, 40-year-old annoying as fuck. Just white. That's what happens when you bitches. have recliners.
1: People think they're in their living room. This
0: was not a recliner one. This was a cheap fucking thirty-year-old seat one. <laughs> AMC Classic.
1: Yeah, it which was is really uh, a car mic.
0: Yeah, I, is that what they are? Yeah. See, because yeah, it used to be a car mic, and I was telling my friend, I was like, I was like, or Carly. I think – and I was like, look, these seats have literally been here since I was in middle school taking my
1: girls on – like taking little
0: middle schoolers on dates. Like the yeah, same the, fucking seats.
1: <laughs> all the AMC classics were car mics. Yeah. And AMC bought them and they're like, oh, these are nice enough theaters to like redo and make them AMCs. So they just like took the signs down and made them AMC classics and charged like $6 instead of full price because they're shitty. Yeah.
0: They need to. They need to remodel that theater, dude. Because it honestly is like, it's not that bad if they would just fucking take care of it. It's just so old, man. Yeah. And movie like I, I swear, like ver- now versus like when I first started going there, like they're way more busy. Like, not not when I first started going. I've been going there since I was a kid, but like I'm saying, like since I've been doing this podcast, like in 2013, 14, like they it was dead there. But like uh, I feel like there's a renaissance with like movie going um because i like things are packed a lot more now
1: mm-hmm. but... but you can use a list there can you yeah oh yeah 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 you can
0: um actually the so... wa- the waterfront is a classic too but it's really nice so i don't yeah i don't
3: know
0: um anyway so the the I, what do we think about that well you, we know that you think that I'm is... kind of pissed
1: off about it. I don't want to see that. Did
0: you not want to see it because you think it's going to be black power? No, I just don't bullshit. want to see You're a saw spin off. Um, okay, so do you think that it could be like so? But you hated Saw
1: Eight. I didn't hate it. I just didn't think it was good.
0: Yeah. So do you think that? Okay. So your your main issue is like that it's not falling continuity, or
1: yeah. I wanted to see another sequel. I don't want to see a spin off. What, are they going to make it a Marvel Universe kind of BS? I don't want to see that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, the only thing I keep thinking when thinking, like, Saw spinoff, I just picture, like, a copycat Jigsaw killer or something.
1: I don't want to see that. Do you want to see that?
0: that? Well, I like the Saw movie, so I'm kind of down for whatever. But I would prefer if it was Saw 9.
1: But it's our franchise, bro. Yeah. They're going to ruin our franchise with a fucking well, spinoff. They what happened they if they already did a... ruin it, according to you and Moose. What happened if they make a Friday spinoff? You want to see that? Well, yeah. Exactly. I want to see anything Friday-related now. <laughs> yeah, but if they made a spinoff inside of another Friday movie, you'd be pissed off.
0: Yeah, I would, probably.
1: Exactly.
0: What do you think, Derek?
2: Well, you know, with like, the word spinoff, it leads to... You don't. I just don't know what the fuck it's going to be about. You know, because I, I don't know any plot or images or what the fuck. So I, I'll just see what it is when it comes out. You know. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I can't judge it from this article yet because it's not even made yet. I don't think. You know. I don't so, even think it's written yet. So yeah. So I, it's very, very hard to tell at this early stages of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an. Was arm- going to be. In- Good. I was gonna say, who's gonna be involved from the original yeah. series or whatever? You know what I mean.
0: I read. I think uh, Bloody Disgusting put an article up that was like very pro for this um, because yeah. of the fact that comedians are like killing the horror genre right now, according to them. I mean,
1: how the only person killing is Jordan Peele, and okay. he's not even like.
0: That's what my main argument was. Is like, yes, Jordan Peele is absolutely killing it. But I don't think Danny McBride and them killed it as much as other people are pretending they did.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, why the hell would they say that? Like, it's not like comedians are making horror movies a lot.
0: Well, that the, the Danny McBride and yeah, and Jordan Peele was the. I don't know if oh. they said someone else or not. But um, I didn't really read the article. I just saw the the headline. Mm-hmm. Um, all right so moving on here um a quiet place 2 uh, moves up two months early so it's gonna be in 2020 and it's now gonna be uh, March which originally was slated for May
1: because yeah, the last first one was May I remember it's a year mm. ago already hmm. that crazy. should be cool I guess
0: I like the quiet place Do you know why? I don't know what the reason was they moved it up. No, they didn't say anything. There's something big coming out during that I don't know. Yeah,
2: maybe I have no idea. Like maybe it's like a movie that's coming out bigger. Yeah. Um,
3: alright.
0: After that it looks like um looks like Alien is as we know is now with Disney, twentieth Century Fox. Um and basically Ridley Scott was in a chat with the hollywood reporter and said uh shut up derek
2: (laughs) what is that
1: i don't know
0: that's
2: derek that's the wash machine what (laughs) who
1: the fuck puts a wash who are you andrew schroyer
2: it's it's all the way downstairs that's how loud it is (laughs)
1: jesus
0: (laughs) this This is why we don't have guests.
2: yeah (laughs) <laughs> um you get
0: the point so this is what he said he says you get the point when you say okay it's dead in the water i think alien versus predator was the draft idea and i'm not sure it did very well or not i don't know but it somehow brought down the beast scott explained uh first reflecting on the road to prometheus and i said to them listen you can resurrect this but we have to go back to and to scratch and go to the pre to a prequel if you like so we go to Prometheus, which was not bad, actually. No, I think it was fucking great. Um, but, you know, there's no alien in it. Except the baby at the end. Thanks for spoiling Prometheus uh, that showed its yeah, possibility. ten years possibility. Uh, I mean, is it really?
1: Well, seven years.
0: No. I mean, it had a silhouette of an alien, right? The alien is uniquely attached to Mother Nature. It simply comes off a wood beetle and will lay eggs inside them unsuspecting insect and in doing so the form of the egg will become the new host new creature that's hideous but that was what it was and you can't keep repeating that because the joke gets boring I think it's just tough the joke wears out once you've seen it twice three times it's no longer frightening so we're looking where we're going to evolve so Apparently, A- he alien wants to covenant do all. sequel. I don't think the joke got old at all. I just think that the film got bad.
1: <laughs> what covenant?
0: Yeah, because like I loved Prometheus, covenant was not good.
1: I told yeah. you how they should have ended Predator, dude. They should have yeah. had fucking Michael fucking just show up out of the. Yeah.
2: That would have been dope. You know what my main problem with Alien Covenant was? Was it felt like they stuck the alien in the middle of the movie when it felt like it wasn't supposed to be in it i think because everyone was complaining there was no fucking alien in prometheus so they kind of chew horn his name was yeah david
1: David.
2: you know Uh, at the end of predator
1: uh, when they're like when they fucking reveal the superman suit they should have fucking had david pop up and fucking make an alien first predator movie that way that would have been dope they're not smart like that though like i am
0: I just don't think they want to do another Alien versus Predator right now.
2: Until yeah. they finish the the other movie, you know what I mean. I Until just feel like now things.
1: they now they've rebooted Predator. It's like plus that wouldn't have worked
0: because the timeline doesn't make sense. How so? Because Alien Covenant is set in the past, I believe. Or but he's a- It's set. It's not set in present day.
1: I mean, it could still happen, though. What, like time travel? Why can't David still be a lot? Why can't David still be around today? Even though Covenant took past happened in the past, he's a cyborg. So, what would his reason for coming to Earth be? I don't know. I'm not the fucking writer.
3: <laughs> I just thought it would have been
1: a
2: cool idea.
0: Well, it
1: has to make sense, right?
2: <laughs> I like it, but yeah, <laughs> that'd be kind of awesome. I would agree, but. It had to make sense in the timeline of the story. Yeah, damn it! See,
0: would've been cool. All right. Um, next up we have um a film that. Speaking of you know festivals, it premiered at Sundance, uh, and it is Patrick Bryce who did Creep One and Creep Two, which are awesome. Have you seen those, Jeremy? no dude what the fuck somebody give jeremy creep one and two for patreon next season because uh he needs to see those i think he'd really dig them
2: yeah they're they're good they're really good
0: um this is a cannibalistic horror comedy called corporate animals and it was acquired by screen media uh and will hit uh theaters and on demand on august 9th
1: screen media is still
0: around so yeah, that name in a while. That's a film that we'll check out as the year progresses. Um, the cast includes Demi Moore and Ed Helms, uh, who are the new Ed names. Helms, yeah. Uh, so Lucy oh, geez, right is there. a delusional CEO of a struggling startup aimed at millennials. In her infinite wisdom, Lucy leads her staff, including her long-suffering assistants. Jess and Freddie on a team building retreat to the caves of New Mexico, led by an overeager guide, Helms. <laughs> Dude, Helms is going to be so funny as an overeager guide. Uh, when disaster strikes and the food runs out, mandatory office bonding becomes a lot more appetizing. So it sounds like a funny cannibal film. I'm down. I'll check it out. Yeah. Plus, Creep 1 and 2 are really awesome and they have some great comedy elements to them. Like, black comedy so hopefully it'll be more along the lines of that
2: yeah man
1: um so Fuck how you actually meant like a black comedy i'm
2: just joking <laughs> bad joke
1: so um
0: you know people are gonna think you're racist pretty soon i know that's all right they already <laughs> said do. i know
3: I
1: like i know <laughs> they already do after my fucking purge review that i did two years ago now <laughs> is it two years? I thought it was last year so really only a year ago
2: yeah God ah, damn. So yeah, I reviewed yeah. that movie too with Mike and Venom and it was like, oh, Yeah, it was an hour I didn't get back in my life.
1: Yeah. So. They announced a new Purge.
0: They did announce a new Purge. Yeah. We should have segued off of uh, Chris Rock Saw with that. Yeah. Um, purge, what, the final Purge I believe it's called,
1: right? Yes.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what? I, like, I, don't I keep know. saying I... it's been the final one. The third one was supposed to be the final one. I thought.
2: Was I remember. the first one.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> wait.
0: Yeah, wait. Is this the fourth or fifth one? Fifth. Jesus. Perfect. They did a TV show, too.
1: Yep. And it got renewed for a second season.
0: Jesus. Um, You know what, man? The Purge, I just don't like the movies that much. My biggest beef with The Purge, and I think that actually I seen somebody from Bloody Disgusting mention this, too, and I completely agree it's like a film that has so much potential. Like the concept of it is mm-hmm. genius, and they yeah. just don't do well with it. They just fucking shit I like the purge bad every film. I mean, I like Purge Three. I like Purge Two. I even kind of liked Purge Four. I think but Purge Two is my favorite. I just think that they're fucking weak compared to the concept. It's such a high concept, right? Yeah. Murder's completely illegal. Everybody can kill each other. It's awesome. Yeah. I always feel like the films, and I said this in my Purge. Three review, I believe, the films feel as if they are attempting to walk the line of an exploitation film, yet they pull it back and go political instead, and it just doesn't work for
2: me. Yeah, they, you know, and the whole like thing about them that kind of bugs me is they are labeled as like horror, but they seem more like action movies in a way too. Well, that than, like...
0: last one did especially. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like. Like the, like a John Coffin or escape from New York like action style, you know. Well, Which I'm fine people, way,
1: but... They keep making money, people will go. So. Yep. So. Uh, and they keep making a shit ton of money. So.
0: After that, this is uh, not really horror news, but we've kind of been discussing it a little bit. Um, John Wick Chapter Four has officially been dated for May twenty first, twenty twenty one which is two years from now.
1: Well, they usually take two years.
0: Yeah. So, John Wick Chapter 4 is coming, and it's... I mean, I think that this franchise is pretty hot right now. $100 million opening weekend at the global box office for Chapter 3. I fucking loved it. I think it's probably my favorite one, honestly. Nah,
1: Part Two is better.
0: I don't know, man. This one had such good sequences. Like, that knife sequence, man... Yeah, I'm not saying it didn't Bro. have like that's the best I, sequence in the entire franchise. I think it's
1: the closest you're gonna get to a Japanese martial arts movie made in the U.S. on a big budget that you're gonna see what probably about, ever like, again. What about The Man
0: with the Iron Fist? Wasn't that the Rizos movie?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, but that like I mean, <laughs> like like a like a successful like franchise. What about like,
3: Kill Bill? Kill Bill, yeah.
1: Yeah, but that's not, like, really, like, super, like, fast-paced, hand-to-hand combat, like, yeah, fuckers. That's literally a Japanese
0: fucking, or martial, Chinese martial arts film. Yeah, but I
1: don't feel it's, like,
3: it, I don't think... Uh, your I argument think is flawed, like, damn it! <laughs> um,
2: are, are you thinking of, like, Martin, like, Japanese action movies,
1: Jeremy? Or just, like, hand-to-hand martial arts, like, kind of kung fu movies. I think it... it It feels like a kung fu movie. And I feel like American audiences really don't, you know, shell out money at the box office to see kung fu movies. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it has that. It definitely has that vibe. But it's... it's. I think the thing that I like about John Wick so much is that it's... Like, my biggest problem with action... I don't like action films. My biggest problem with them is I never feel like you know, the character can do the stuff that they're doing, like like jumping from building to building like while explosions happen. Yeah, and but all this one has one bullets. retarded
1: thing at the end that breaks all that though.
0: Well, this film for me, I it's like more believable and it's not believable, but it's no. more accepting because of how the films are set up where everybody knows John Wick. Everybody knows how badass he is. They're like, oh shit, John Wick? Oh fuck. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it builds him up as this almost this legendary mythological person. And I think that that is the key to why I like John wick.
1: See Um, what I like. John wick is the way that they do the story. That's the most, that's the one thing I like about it the most. I I think
0: this one's mythology, like really opened up and, and was really cool. No, it's just
1: like all you, if you put them all in like final cut and you piece them all together you could watch them all as one long movie. Like if you just like take out the credits. Yeah, lo- together, I love like, any film It all like. makes sense. Like And not not too many movies like do that. Like
0: not, not, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, definitely,
1: man. Yeah. But I think like with the fourth one, they have a spot to like take a break between movies. I don't think it's going to be like con- completely continuous now. Not going to give spoilers, but I think like they have like a chance to be like, oh, now there's going to be like a week break or something between Mm -hmm. this one and the other which will make sense i think it'll be even more badass if like there's like a week break or something between the movies where like shit really be able to like build up to go down between the upper hand the uh upper table and the under the table i don't know i think it's gonna be cool
0: yeah i think that like this one needs to be like even bigger and fucking better because like at this point, I'm like, what the hell else can they do? Like, you know what I mean? But it's so cool, man. I just like, I just like the film series. I I, I honestly didn't expect to, but I thought it was super fucking cool. And it's all over a dog, bro. Hey, it's not just L a Kel dog. I know.
2: Yeah. Um, glad you like it.
0: But yeah. Uh, I, I did, did you see three there? Not yet. I, oh. not yet. Yeah, I, I, I'm oh. waiting
2: for my dad to come back. Uh, we're gonna go see it together. It's That's like a good a... film.
0: I want to take my pap to see it before it goes out of the theater. Um, but anyway, this uh, this is funny because like bloody disgusting posted an article about how John Wick has now yep. killed more people in three movies than Michael and Jason have combined. Yep. Uh, Eighty four people in John Wick one. Uh, 128 in John Wick 2 and 94 yep. <laughs> in John Wick 3. Jesus so that's Christ. a total of 306 people in three movies. That's a that's yep. an average of uh, 102 people for, per film. <laughs> um, and uh, Jason has killed 157 in nine films or 12 films, sorry. And Michael has killed 140 in i think what 12 11 12 films i don't even know but that's a total of 297 in 20
1: plus movies (laughs) man that's like different genres you know oh yeah of course i just don't think you could have jason killing 150 people in a movie
0: no well one he doesn't use a a gun yeah but i think that the next friday the 13th should take a little note and and redo like a cornfield that cornfield segment but fucking make it even more brutal
1: Freddy first yeah yeah um
0: so yeah that's john wick there um (sighs) after that we got a, a update announcement for the third installment of the collection series the collector series um this film is going to be titled the collected
1: yeah buddy which makes sense
0: and Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton wrote the script for this, which is pretty cool. It kind of came out of nowhere, but I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I still haven't seen the collect. Wait, Chin collection. Yeah,
1: I like the collection. It's I like really both shit. of them. They're fun.
0: Yeah. cool movies.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm a fan.
0: Yeah. Um. After that, we got a couple. Now we need Blade
1: to Three to come out. Do we though?
0: Is that that's actually happening?
1: I yeah, know. Um, Do so, we?
0: I mean I don't
1: know. s two kind of sucks,
2: but can, can we get Jason Priestley to take over for the Brian Austin Green role?
0: <laughs> um, so Lee Winell's The Invisible Man has released a uh, March thirteenth, twenty twenty. So ne- just next year, less than a year away. Longhouse right? Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that because I like Le- Lee Winnell and I. I thought this monster
1: universe was dead.
0: This is like another attempt at it, but with Blumhouse and not Universal, and more like seems like it's more horror based. And but doesn't more...
1: Blumhouse only work with Universal? Yeah, so but, probably put them but out, but
0: there it's probably going to be lower budget. It's not going to be like huge, like like Universal did the Dracula one, the Mummy, or yeah, the, the Mummy. mummy I always fucking think it's Dracula for some reason. It's fucking so irrelevant and boring, and <laughs> yeah. it's just like who cares. But um, I think this is the better... Like, that was such a fucking dumb idea. Let's take our fucking Universal Monster movies and make them action heroes. Whoa, this is going to be cool. Fucking stupid.
2: (laughs) Tom Um, Cruise.
0: (laughs) After that, we have Shudder announced that even before the final episode that Joe Bob is coming back for another season of weekly shows... Uh, no date on on the um, um no date on the actual like how long could they take to record to be honest you know well I think that it's smart to take a break between because look check this yeah. out you have uh, the first one had twelve films or something like that right yeah mm-hmm. and then they did four phantasm films and then they did four more films for Thanksgiving. Uh, and then they did fucking what? Uh, Eighteen. Eighteen films in this past. That that they've done so many films so far. Shutter doesn't have a unlimited supply of you know films to do. They they are a network that you know has to license this stuff. So I think that taking a break is smart. Plus it gives job. Like honestly, when I watch them, I'm like, dude, how does he come up with this so fast? Because he has mm. these, like, giant monologues of, like, everything. It's not just horror-based. It's like, all of a sudden, he'll talk about some car or something,
1: and he'll go deep
0: into Oh, he's it. pissed
1: off about the Hemicuda oh, that's yeah, getting destroyed in Phantasm 2. I know.
0: I just started watching Phantasm 3 the other
1: day on that. He, he hates that shit.
0: I've been going through and trying to rewatch the ones that I
1: missed. That's like a $2 million car now. Yeah. Um, but he'll
0: just go and rants about, like, random shit. And I usually agree with what he's saying, but it's just like – like, the episode with – um. The uh, Changeling that I, I just watched, he goes into, like, the fact that it's a highbrow ghost film. And he's like, you know it's highbrow because on uh, 15th Street in New York City, this scene, like, he just get- – I'm like, how does he know this? Like <laughs> He's, like, right down next to the fucking Books Depository building or something, you know? I'm just like, how does he know what's on that street? Because
3: like, he's Joe Bob.
1: He's all-knowing.
0: Yeah, but, um, dude, I'm – like this this is awesome it's gonna give me time to actually watch the 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 because i i I was watching weekly for like the first three and and then i kind of fell off because i I was busy like every friday night but uh i'm gonna catch the ones that aired um the past couple weeks and and catch up and then be ready for the next season but yeah man this is super fucking cool like cannot wait um, for this to continue, I'm so happy. I was, yeah, I don't know why nervous. they wouldn't do it.
1: I don't think they're like expensive to do, so it's like it's a no brainer not to keep doing them.
0: And honestly, like, I, I think they're a huge hit. Like, it, it yeah. doesn't seem like people are falling off either. Like, every Friday, I see people talking about it.
2: Yeah, hell yeah, man.
0: I love it. And I, I feel so proud because I've fucking tooted <laughs> this horn for so long and said this needs to be a thing. And it almost feels like it was fucking, like, you know, something that I was very attached to. And, you know, I make the joke that I fucking created this thing, but I did. Sure you did. It's not a joke. Um, so, That's uh, that's
2: like me, that's like me when I'm posted on Vinegar Syndrome's wall to release Night Beast, like, 30 times.
0: (laughs) Oh, see, you created a Night Beast release. (laughs) Yes. Uh, last up here, we have Sean S. Cunningham's The New Kids... Um, which is a film that I saw way back in the day, I wanted to revisit that forever, is coming to Blu-ray from Mill Creek in its retro VHS packaging. It, yeah. I'm not mistaken, but this film doesn't have a release, does it?
1: I saw it was it, up for pre-order today for $8.79. Well, I mean, yeah, let me just go pre-order
0: time. my copy right now, then.
1: Yep,
0: $8.79. I love Mill Creek.
1: <laughs> Their prices <laughs> keep, like. Are they keep releasing stuff like this, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I think they're re- releasing some other, like, movies that haven't been released on uh, home video before, too. Some other stuff. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, shoot.
0: Yep. Um, and then after that, the final little bit of news. Not horror technically, can you like, just
1: say the, the last piece of news before the last time with Deshaunas the Shauna's coming? Well, it was the
0: last two pieces of news, like the last type of news, because it's another release thing. Uh, we have "Stand by Me," the Stephen King classic, is coming to four K and <laughs> careful, J Murph, it's a joke. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, coming to four K, and one of the coolest fucking things about this. Is they're releasing it with
1: never-before-seen extra footage?
3: Yep, bonus footage. It's like
1: the Breakfast Club uh, Criterion they released last year, where it had a whole bunch of never-before-seen deleted scenes. This is going to have some deleted scenes in it that's never been released. So that should be cool. Which is one like I don't know
0: if what you are like if you're a fan of Stand By Me. Yeah, it's good, but it's like one of my favorite movies. Oh, that Mothra still book is down to thirteen ninety six too. Yeah,
2: no, I pre-ordered two of them.
1: Two? <laughs> who are you, now? What do you want two for?
2: But I'm sending you one. Two, <laughs> 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 Jeremy.
1: What the fuck? Why don't I ever get sent anything? Wait, who you sending one too?
2: Huh? Uh-oh, you what? put him on the spot. I'm sending you one because it's your favorite kaiju. Who, mine? Oh, yeah. it
0: is that fucking mine. <laughs> I didn't even realize that's the same movie. <laughs> for some reason, I was thinking of Gamera the whole time.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, we're Fine. doing Gamera when we come back, so... I,
0: I've, I, I'm not... Uh, listen, I think the new Mothra looks fucking cool.
1: Godzilla just looks cool. It's gonna be dope. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. Can't wait so, to see that shit.
0: Um. Anyway, that that's is a good it segment. for the news. Yeah, that was a cool. good one. Yeah. See, we don't really right. need moods. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Uh, fuck. I'm mids. just kidding. Just I'm just kidding, guys. Don't come after me. Of course, we yeah. need moods. Um, but yeah, for Oh, I upgraded to 4K. Finally, I didn't fully upgrade though. I bought the TV. Step one down. I just need to decide if I want to get a actual 4K player. I was looking at a Sony one. Um, or I'm going to get the Xbox One X or S. I don't know. I can't decide, but that's probably going to come by the end of the summer, I would say.
1: Aren't you? Yeah, buddy, what right? about the Shining on 4K? You didn't say you
0: oh, talked about that. I totally forgot about the Shining on 4K. Uh, yeah, Shining coming to 4K. Uh, 4K is getting exciting. One of my favorite things about 4K right now is like a lot of the horror titles are getting really cool covers like the alien one and the pet cemetery
1: one super dope and the shining one's pretty cool
0: yeah the shining one's pretty cool um but yeah it's it uh, it's kind of cool to to pick up some of these titles um and you know like the alien one was so dirt cheap like how do you pass that up
1: yeah the shining's pretty expensive
0: yeah it'll probably but I pre-ordered it so but yeah uh so are, are you happy because you're, like, you're probably the leader in 4K in all of 22 Shots, like the group and everything. So yeah. are you happy that I finally got
1: a 4K TV? Yeah, but you have to get a good setup now.
0: What do I need for a good setup?
1: Got a soundbar. You're not going to use those shitty TV speakers to watch okay, so, your shit, are you?
0: What, okay, so
1: I just need you to guide me through here, 4K master. Well, if you're going to be watching for – like I'm surprised you don't have a sound bar now with Blu-rays. I but... used to. I had a sound bar
0: and like a whole surround sound. And I gave it to my pat because I just, I don't know. It was something that he wanted. So, um, I just need to. I, I do need to upgrade my sound. My sa- I, I literally do use the TV speakers. Yeah, that's. Um. So I do need to upgrade tricky. my sound. But yeah, yeah, I I I'm hoping by fall, you know, I'll have everything. My whole setup complete like i want to be big on
1: this so um and then when you like watch dvds they upscale it to 4k so they look better i mean they're not going to look like amazing yeah but they look better and i'm kind of pissed off hannibal flopped really bad for kino because i don't think they're ever going to release anything but they're blaming it on the fact
0: that it's 4k and not the fact that it's fucking hannibal and nobody really cares about hannibal if it was (laughs) silence of the fucking lambs that shit would have been fire (laughs) Yeah. But, like, nobody really... Like, Hannibal was not, like, a beloved
1: horror film.
3: Yeah. It's, well, like,
1: okay. It's, like, decent, but... I don't know why they didn't do Fistful of Dollars first. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. Because I like... they Didn't they just do, like, last year, a 4K restoration Fistful of Dollars? It's, like... I think that movie would have sold a hell of a lot better than Hannibal. Yeah. I don't know. But... Walgo USA is getting into the 4K game next month, and not next month, and August 13th, they're releasing a 4K movie, so that is pretty cool. And The Legend of Boggy Creek is coming in 4K.
0: I can't wait. Like, I'm gonna. Honestly, whatever that cost, I'm buying it.
1: I know it's limited,
0: but here's the reason why. Hear me out. That film looks like ass on every release that exists. Every one. It looks horrible on. uh, Shudder, the uh, Joe Bob episode, horrible. To see that film cleaned up can completely change your experience with that film because it, I've never seen it in good quality. And I mm-hmm. was looking at the trailer and I'm like, my God, this is like a completely different movie. So I think that it's like, it's a must buy, in my opinion. I actually like the movie. Yeah, but just always does that with all their movies.
1: <laughs> what? Like, make horrible movies look good and it looks like a completely different movie. Yeah, but movie. I don't
0: even think *Voggy um, Creek is a horrible movie. I just think that the yeah. transfer sucks on
1: every release. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. curious to see, like, how limited it's going to be or is it not going to be limited or...
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's like, is it limited or is it not? It's like, that's speculation now, but they didn't really say. It's either. just such
1: a weird movie. Like, that's like the first, like, cult movie to get a 4K. So yeah, I
2: would
0: probably say
1: kind of interested curious about it,
0: who would have thought
1: <laughs> I know boggy Creek the first cult movie you get four k so yeah. weird,
2: maybe not scream than, than evil dead really, isn't that a cult movie yeah
0: but yeah it's but that, more like. of like a studio title as well yeah, this yeah. yeah. like I would say that that is like one of the first you know more cult movies. that became that became more of a studio title over the years, but like Nothing it's about not like Boggy, Boggy Creek,
1: Creek. is yeah. fucking studio.
3: Right?
2: Yeah, I, I hear you.
1: But, um, I I'd like to see it finally getting some love. Yeah, that's, that's pretty dope. Cool. So, what do we have next? Uh, box office brawl. Let's talk about Brightburn. I got boned. Um, so, this is from thursday through monday because memorial day and stupid ass me jp fucking cheated and didn't say it because i forgot i'm surprised you
0: guys didn't try to fight me on that like we never said that it was gonna be for four days and then i already had my counter ready yeah exactly
1: because i would have fucking won if it was friday through sunday like it usually is
0: you killed it that's why when i seen what you guys picked i was like yes i was like i think i got this one
1: so Brightburn made nine point five million Memorial Day weekend, seven point five million um Thursday through Sunday. So JP wins for Wait, me. how much did it make? Nine point five million. Oh, okay. Yeah. So JP beats me and Moods.
0: Which is very important because I was not doing so well, and this is gonna be the start of my amazing fucking comeback. So
1: now Moods is losing to JP 4-5. to five. Boom. I'm beating JP 4-5, to five and Moods is beating me 5-4. to four.
0: Thought you were going to win Box Office Brawl 2019. Buddy. I
1: would if it was fucking Thursday through Sunday. I'd be beating your ass by three <clears throat> points right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, next week we have Godzilla, Monsters, and Ma, which we'll be doing on the Facebook page because Moods isn't here. I th- okay. I think
0: that Ma is gonna struggle because of the fact that Godzilla's out. Plus, I mean, Aladdin's a still out there, uh, John Wick's still out there. Like it's Rocket it's, Man comes Rocket out. Rocket Man so. comes out. So <clears throat> I can't see Ma doing really good. Is it Blumhouse?
3: Yeah.
0: But who fucking knows? Because Blumhouse is always fucking a surprise. I do think that this film like has heat. Like I think that people are talking about it and are looking forward to it. But it's like. Opening weekend-wise, it's just, like, too, much, too competition. much competition. Like, if you're only going to see one, you're probably going to see fucking Godzilla, right?
2: Yeah. Definitely, like, yeah. But that's, like,
1: that's why I think Child's Play is retarded for opening up against Toy Story.
0: I just think that that, like, yeah, I don't think it's smart, but I I think it's also completely different audiences that won't affect it too much.
1: Get the yeah. hell out of here. Adults love Toy Story, bro. When I saw Toy Story 3, it was all fucking adults.
0: I mean, Yeah, I mean everybody who grew up with Toy
1: Story Is adults now, so You're not
0: gonna go see yeah. Toy Story? Yeah, but I'm gonna see both of them But it's if true, I had but to but choose, I Toy would Story choose before. Child's Play
1: See, not me, I'd pick Toy Story What? Why? Yeah. You're,
0: it's your favorite franchise
1: Cause Toy Story's fucking awesome You love Child's Play too Yeah I'll see it second Child's is your choose.
0: favorite film
1: I'm gonna see them both the same night I'm just gonna see Toy Story first
0: yeah, I'm gonna see Godzilla and Ma this week probably. Uh, not gonna see Rocket Man this week because I'm also seeing what is it that comes out on Wednesday for the classic night? I forget. Um, it might be a Hitchcock movie or something.
3: That'd be cool. It's a rear Window.
0: They're doing Rear Window and I think The Birds and North by Northwest at Ooh. some point this over the next two months. Oh, that's pretty cool. They're also Very doing cool. I Know What You Did Last Summer, which I'm actually super really? fucking excited for that. Because that's, like, such a would be down to movie. see that. Yeah. That's, like, a once in a... Like, you're not going to yeah. see that very often anywhere so yeah it's like that's not pretty... popular enough to be like cult status like popular to yeah but we said that was
1: like a... it's not as rare as like amity full 1992 that's, yeah that's,
0: that's fucking like, super rare. That,
2: that, that's <laughs> crazy i remember when that fucking movie came in theaters <laughs>
0: Yeah, I that's probably like the rarest
1: credit you're ever gonna see
2: Amityville (laughs) 1992.
0: Yeah, I would say probably, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, even, like, stuff like Blood Beach and Slithis, like, I think is more. Yeah, common than fucking a TV movie. Yeah.
2: Slithis. Great day movie.
0: Slithis sucked.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty bad.
1: (laughs) Um, Blood
0: Beach any good? I did like Blood Beach. It fucking has John Saxon and uh, Bert Young Young in it. I was just, like, weird. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but <coughs> I think that I think that obviously Godzilla is probably going to kill it, and Ma will probably do respectable because it's fucking Blumhouse. But regardless, it's going to make its fucking money back over the next couple weeks. Yeah, because it probably has a super low budget. But I think they both look good.
1: Well, Tibia Spencer's in it, so I think maybe her name will help a bit. It's like she's never made a horror movie before.
0: Is that the Black Lady? Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: It's good actress, yeah, Oscar award winner. So, you know, of... it,
0: it's funny because I, you know, you're watching the movie and you're like, okay, like these kids are kind of dumb or, or the trailer, but yeah, um, I totally used to do that, like stand outside
1: the uh, a beer yeah, place but you wouldn't and, go to the person's house who buys you the booze, dude.
0: I literally have a story about doing that, yeah, not to their house, but um, when I was, I would probably say. 15, 14, uh, me and my boy Marty were skating and we were just like sh- sh- strolling through the, you know, knighthood and just kicking it and stuff. And, um, we seen this dude named Gary, um, and he was walking down the road with a shotgun and uh, we we're like, what up Gary? Um, and he was like, just like kind of a drunk dude. And, uh, I didn't know him, but, um, like knew so of how him. So how'd you know his name? Was I Gary. knew of him, you know, oh. I didn't know him. I knew of him. Uh, and he was like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we're just skating. And he was telling us about skating and how he used to skate in like DC and stuff. And we just thought he was drunk and dumb and didn't really believe anything he was saying. Um, and he was like, well, you guys got any money? And we're like, uh, yeah. (laughs) And he's like, you guys want to get some beer? And we're like, we looked at each other and we're like, yeah. And so he goes in and grabs like uh, a couple of six packs of beer. And then, um, he's like, come on, I got a spot. And he, like, takes us down through the woods, and he literally has a, uh, like, fucking hut dug out into the side of a hill that you can go down into, and it's, like, actually, like, a little bunker. Um, and we sit down there and drink beer for, like, the rest of the night, and then <coughs> we go <get> home. <laughs> and he, all this time, he's carrying this shotgun around. Um, and then we became good friends with him and drank with him, like, every fucking week. Um, and then he killed himself with that, with the shotgun. I'm not Jesus even joking.
3: Hurts. Yeah.
0: He used to always like get upset and like, and you know, yeah. rest in peace. Cause this guy was really awesome. I'm not, yeah. i I'm, I'm, I made kind of a joke about it, but he, I, it was sad when he killed himself cause he, he was in desert storm and he had some mental yeah. issues and stuff like that. Maybe some PTSD and. Um, he would always cry about this girl who had left him. Like, he would just start crying. And we'd get all scared because he would have this ah. shotgun in his hand. And he always walked around with a shotgun. Badass, like, combat shotgun. Um, and he would just walk around with it all the time. And just He always wore, like, camo and, like, would always, like, hang out in the woods. Like, he built us a awesome fort that we used to drink in and stuff. And it had, like, we used PVC pipe and put it, like, underground. And then put, like, little fire pits outside that we'd dump coals into. And it would, like bring the heat through there in the winter it like it was dope man but he was a good dude he just he just needed he didn't have any friends and he was just like kind of fucked up and he loved us like he and everything he talked about skating was true like that there he like actually was a like really good skater back in the 90s and like skated with all these pros and stuff um but yeah it was it was sad story but you know it that it reminded me of ma
3: (laughs) all right
1: well Thank you for telling us about Gary. <laughs> Sounds cooler than Jerry. Oh, see, I'm... I rhyme. Sounds cooler than Jeremy, too. Yeah. Well, most people are cooler Ooh. than me, so... Good one.
0: So, that is Box Office Brawl. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: I Uh-oh.
0: have a special segment here. That I
3: Uh-oh. About. Okay, Thanks. <clears throat> new segment.
0: Thanks I'm debuting it here tonight. Uh, really quick one. It is called...
1: Because you know your other segment where you read it's people's called, reviews really lasted.
0: It's go it's coming back.
1: I'm not joking. Yeah, right. No, it
0: is. I already have some stuff lined up. Uh, this is the coroner's report, Weird Stats and Morbid Facts, courtesy of New Morgue magazine here. <laughs> so I have one here. Um the So crazy. So in, uh <laughs> in
1: You should have like you should have came up with a more creative name like Horror One oh one plus two. That's not creative at all. Yes, it is. So, in the game
0: Super Mario Land 2, for the Nintendo Game Boy, there's an enemy who wears a goalie mask and a knife yeah. stuck in his head in it. Yep. Uh, the in English, the Halloween world. The English instruction book dubs him the Mask Goal, but in Japanese, it's J-Son. <laughs> Which is
3: pretty cool.
0: So, that is your room orgs, morbid facts, and... Weird stats, Corners Report, uh, here on the 22 Shots of Mids and Horns, so, that is the news, oh and I
1: am sticking to it. Nowhere oh. near as good as moods is Morbid Fats and Rad Stats. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I just
0: thought that was funny, because I actually picked up, Carly bought me a room Morg, um, and I just thought it was funny, so, uh
2: good shit. That was fucking funny. I was expecting <laughs> that at all. <laughs>
0: yeah. But you know what, man? I'm not joking right now. I, I love doing the um, They Said What segment. Um, yeah. And I've been wanting to bring it back, but our shows have just been so packed that we didn't really have time to do it. Um, so if you want to, I could do an impromptu one.
1: No, that's okay. Are you sure? Absolutely.
0: Okay, well, I'm bringing it back, just so you know.
1: Yeah, you're going to like the motherfucking time? Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, let's get into what we watched. I'm not going to call it the other stupid name that to like dub, to call. Dub,
3: it. Dub, uh, dub,
1: dub. For once, I am in control. So who wants to go first? Let's make a pause. JP. All
0: right, I will go first. And the first title that I'm going to be reviewing tonight is, what the fuck is it called?
1: Fight for your life. Fight
0: for your life, <laughs> from the year 1977, which I believe you actually reviewed on the show yes. before, courtesy right? of Andy.
1: Courtesy of Andy, who gave me this. Um, this should be your job, but his name is Mr. Parker, Dave. Oh, Dave gave me this.
0: I just said
1: That's that. That's pretty
0: cool. I didn't know oh. that. Um. So yeah, fight for your life, man. What a this movie's awesome. What an interesting fucking movie. Right? Awesome. So. Yeah. This is like a, a grindhouse-y uh, film. It, this has a release by Blue Underground, right? Yeah. Yep. DVD. Just DVD, though. Yeah. Yeah, this needs a blue. Um, so, <clears throat> basically, it follows a family. Okay. Uh, a black family who is, you know, living in their house and doing their family stuff. It almost feels like a sitcom or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then Like all, Jefferson's. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, this redneck who escapes from jail... Uh, with his sidekicks, who is actually a Asian dude and a Mexican, uh, <laughs> essentially, you know, take over this all house. all the stereotypes. Yeah, they home invade this house and take this family hostage <clears throat> and basically are fucking super racist the entire movie.
2: Oh, my God, um, yeah.
0: There is so much race racist shit in this movie. And you would think that it's just like, oh, Like, this redneck hates black people. No, he's he's like, go make me
1: some mac and cheese, woman.
0: Yeah, well, he... he, And he's just going to be racist to these black people. No, he's actually racist to his partners as well. Yeah. Like, the Asian dude and the Mexican dude, like, calls them all the types of, you know, racist names, derogatory terms for their race. And it's just absolutely... Honestly, like, it's awful. Like Like, this stuff is really... It's almost, honestly, like... It's almost too much. Um because at a certain point you're just like, okay, now it just feels like it's trying to be shocking. Um it's it, I I I honestly Jay Murph would probably have a heart attack watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like he would actually die. Um but so it, it's I mean, I can't like I'm not going to repeat the things that are said in this film, but I mean, it's like are you proud you of me? I didn't say imagine. it. Imagine. I don't remember your review,
1: but I'm saying aren't you proud of me? I didn't say it now. Oh. You probably didn't your review, right? I don't
0: remember. What are some of the things that they say, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: nope, not going to say it. <laughs> um, but like he's big,
0: ra- chink.
1: There you go. I said two of them.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um and they the the people the you know, the sidekicks do get annoyed when he does that. Like they get yeah. like, "Hey, you motherfucker, don't talk to me like that." Um, but yeah, so the, he actually even rapes like the daughter and, oh, um, yeah. you know, it just, just a pretty, pretty big asshole. But the, you know, the family does pretty big
1: asshole. Don't you think it's a little bit more than a pretty yes, big asshole? I don't even
0: know how to describe this guy. I mean, he's literally Scum-max. just like Should've the dude the
2: ever. <laughs> and, and you know, what's himself.
0: funny about him? He just looks the part too. Whoever they got the yeah. cat cast this dude yeah
2: william sanderson yeah he's great he was the the sheriff on the first season of true blood
0: (laughs) yeah he just looks like the type and um you know the family does you know get the upper hand at some points and you know it's it's standard home invasion stuff um but there is sort of like a reveal at the end that you know kind of might shed some light on some of the things so uh there was that and actually the final kill in the film is pretty awesome too Um, But yeah, you know, pretty, pretty solid, Uh, very, I think this film is very, it's one of those films that you want to see eventually because of like, it's very unique. It's, it's, it's like, it's probably known for being the, probably the most racist movie ever.
1: Um, Well, it's not Birth of a Nation, but.
0: Okay, I mean like one of the most, you know, racist type of movies you could see. Sure. Um, And like it's one thing that I will say is it's not painting the character positively in any way, shape or form, which is good. Um, it is, you know, very pro family. Like you are on the family side. It's filmed that way. It's written that way. Like you're just like, fuck this guy piece of shit. He needs to get his, you know, it's like almost like it's, it's essentially, I guess technically is a revenge rape, revenge film in a way too. But you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a revenge film. It's about you would you almost wish there was more revenge to the home invasion angle. Um, it's more of a home invasion film, but has a touch of revenge there. Obviously, like I don't think anybody watching this is like, I hope this guy gets away with this. You
3: know, yeah. uh, like everybody
0: pretty much knows, like okay, this guy has to get his comeuppance in the end. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty pretty good movie, honestly. Um, it, a little hard to watch, but I, I think there's, de- you know, a, a decently made movie, too. One thing that was weird, all set in the daylight. Kind of strange. You would think that they might set this at nighttime. Isn't that weird a little bit that it's all in the the whole film is in the day? Mm. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Sometimes, it's like, stuff like that kind of creeps me out because it's happening in broad daylight, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, it works for me, you know, like, I was watching, uh, this is a, a off topic a little bit, but I was watching the first season of Slasher, the third new season of Slasher, the TV show, and it's a kill right in the middle of the street in broad daylight, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. not
1: as bad as fucking Saw 3D, though, when you have two people, like, fucking tied up to the top of the ceiling and chainsaws. Well, yeah,
2: that's over exaggerated. <laughs> you know, that's over <laughs> <laughs> kill. Yeah.
0: So uh, I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of 10.
1: All right. pretty good. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go next. We have from Geno Cyber, we have Apt Pupil from the year 1998, directed by Brian Singer, his second film after The Usual Suspects. Uh, I still think it was a pervert at this point. But um, <laughs> this is a Stephen King adaptation and a very unbelievable movie. Um, but I guess if you kind of put your disbelief upon the side, it's still a pretty mediocre movie either way. But we follow our main character, Todd, as um, George Carlin likes to say, Todd. He hates names like Todd. But we follow Todd, <laughs> and he is a – um, high school student who is like, he's super bright. He's like the top of his class. And one day uh, in class, he's learning about the Holocaust and. One second.
0: Oh, shit. So, apt pupil. That's a Stephen King story, right? Derek?
2: Yeah. It is. Uh, it's fucking annoying. Pretty good. From what I remember, it's been a while since I've seen it. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But, uh, yeah, I remember seeing this back in the day, this movie. <laughs> Can
1: I keep going now? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, anyway, Todd is learning about the Holocaust in class. And he becomes obsessed with the Holocaust, and he somehow magically finds out that a uh, man who lives next door from him, played by Ian McColin, is um, is a ex-Nazi who escaped Germany and is now living undercover in the U.S. And you know the CSI hasn't been able to find out that this guy's living in the United States, but this high school student is able to figure it out in about two days. So don't get me started about that plot hole whatsoever, whatsoever. Ooh, I just said whatsoever twice, uh, but don't let me get started with that plot hole. But um, he basically uh, blackmails this guy to tell him the stories from the Holocaust, but um, in real detail. And um, if he tells him the stories, how they really happened, he won't turn them into the cops. So he agrees to tell him, And as, this guy starts to tell more and more stories about what happened in the Holocaust. He becomes more and more deeply disturbed and, um, you know, his war, his schoolwork starts to go downhill and things like that. This movie's over. Oh man, it's a mediocre fucking movie. It's clearly like late nineties kind of flick. I mean, Ian McCullen does like a good job as like this ex Nazi kind of a guy. And there's like this one scene where he like puts on old Nazi uh, uniform and he's like marching around like he does like an okay job but this movie's just fucking mediocre and I wasn't like that big of a fan about it it's like I said it feels like the late 90s but it doesn't feel like idle hands or you know the faculty late 90s it just it's just a really mediocre movie in my opinion and I wasn't the biggest fan about it I mean it's like totally watchable and everything but it just had too many plot holes and um, things that you have to disbelief to like Actually, make the movie make sense, but um, I gave it a five and a half out of ten. Wow,
0: yeah. I think that's I'm one sure. of those. Pre- I've never seen it, but I feel like that's a pretty respected movie. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I haven't seen it in a while myself. I do remember having an issue like uh, from when I last time I watched it. This is a while ago. So uh, what happened was like we were just watching me and my cousin one day and like uh brad renfro was like put on this suit i'm like why doesn't he just fucking kill this kid <laughs> you know like that was my main issue like, he's like getting all involved in like this yeah he's more involved than Ian mckelland's just trying to forget all about that shit type of deal he's kind of forcing him back into it i'm like It's kind of fucked up. See, I
1: was just more pissed off about how this kid finds out he's an ex-Nazi in two days, but the CSI... Oh, my God. The CIA haven't been able to figure it out in, like, 30 years. It's like, get the fuck out of here.
2: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. CSI is kind of stupid sometimes, too, though.
1: I just thought it was mediocre. Yeah,
2: like I said, it's been
1: a while. In all uh, honesty. Your homie Roger Ebert liked it. Well... What did he give it two out of four? No, I don't know. Yeah, I gave it two out of four. Did he really? Yeah. Uh, Derek, you're up.
2: Oh, um, for movies. Oh shit.
1: Ah, uh, look at this guy. Unprepared washing machine going off. <laughs> Come on. Uh,
2: I, I I only watched the ones that we had to watch for the reviews, man. Oh, you
0: didn't watch? You haven't watched anything else lately?
2: Well, not horror-related. I, I could talk about The Great Mouse Detective if you want. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Alright, well, uh, that's fine. Guess,
0: you know, that's no, no worries. I'll go next. I guess I'm doing
2: six
1: reviews in a row. Uh... <laughs>
0: I'll go next. Um, Alright, next up for me is a film titled Black Metal Veins, which is coming to me courtesy of Ethan Mitchell. Uh, this is a documentary... Film I wouldn't necessarily call it horror although everything in this film is definitely very horrific directed by Lucifer Valentine, who I think is a Canadian filmmaker uh, most known for the uh, slaughter vomit dolls films the uh, slaughter gore trilogy or whatever it's called you know slaughter vomit dolls slow torture puke chamber and regurgitated sacrifice I think moods reviewed one fairly recently. Uh, but this film is a documentary following a handful of drug addicts who are most notably addicted to crack, cocaine, as well as heroin, and it kind of just documents their love for the drugs, and, you know, you learn a little bit about their backstory, uh, the history of them. Uh, the film centers around these, these five or six people, and they're constant drug use uh we've pretty much see a a completely uncensored look at this uh drug life which I am all too familiar with um I have many of addicts in my family uh and I've very much been very um unfortunate to have to deal with you know heroin and crack and a lot of that stuff you know and it's Very realistic looking. (laughs) Um, I will say that. Now the film itself. There's one thing that kind of bugged me about it a little bit. um, And that's like the fact that at one point in the film. um, They decided to take a step out of reality. And um, add a effect to a scene. Which almost makes it seem you know, fictitious and it leaves you scratching your head. Like, okay, what, what, what the hell was that? Like one of the drug addicts, it's almost like an artistic choice to, to, um, show one of the drug addicts like covered in blood on a bed. And I'm thinking like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Like why show that? Um, is that supposed to be, you know, her future is that it's just in, in a film that seemed to be taking the subject matter, Uh, completely as realistic and, you know, as true to form as possible, to throw that in there, it really bothered me. Um, And I even had to look it up to see, like, what the hell was that about? And apparently it's supposed to show that the uh, character had died um, from an overdose, but in reality that didn't happen. I I don't know what the director's choice was, but I, I looked it up and apparently on the commentary... The director said that that was actually not that person did not die, Um, and that's that's all I got from my brief research online. But um, what we see in this film, um, uh, we see people shooting up heroin um, many 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 times, uh, snorting heroin, um, shooting up oxycotton, shooting up. alcohol at one point um we see uh plenty of drug use a lot of crack smoking um from uh all the characters and or characters people in the film um the two females uh are often uh naked in the film and very graphic um uh talks of prostitution and and i mean it it is It's about what you would expect from a film like this, but, um, it is very depressing. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to watch this stuff, especially if you've, you know, been unfortunate enough to have to deal with this in, in real life. Um, it's sad, uh, it's all too familiar and, um, it's, it's heartbreaking in a way you see these young people especially um the one character um raven i keep saying character but the one person raven um when you first are introduced to her she's you know very pretty you know she looks she looks very pretty and um you know has a a outgoing you know eccentric personality and uh you see her a little later and she's you know covered in pick marks from from, you know, sores and scratching her face. And, uh, she has an abscess under her armpit. Um, and she, you know, just looks disgusting. You know, she looks like a drug addict and they all do. Um, and it just gets worse as the film goes on. And I assume that, you know, most of these people, I guess one of the things that bothered me a lot is not really knowing what happened to these people. Um, (sighs) I assume some like they say in the film that certain people have died, um, but I don't know if it's the film or if it's like they say the character Raven, uh, the woman Raven in the film died. um, But that's when I looked it up, it turned out to be not true. But I wonder what happened to these people. (laughs) I truly wonder what happened to them. Hopefully some of them, if not all of them, were able to get clean, although it's unlikely when you deal with this type of stuff it it often often people do not get clean um but hopefully they did you know it's it's unfortunate they also talk a little bit to the mother of uh one of the characters and her role and everything you kind of feel bad for her your heart goes out to her and stuff but um yeah very depressing dark uh shocking um you know eye-opening look at uh, the heroin e- epidemic and a couple of people who are using, um, shooting up like crazy. They do a lot of drugs in this film, but, uh, yeah, so that is black metal veins. I would probably give it an eight out of 10. Um, it's, it's almost to where the filmmaker really, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how, like, cause there's all these interesting edits in the film too like these fast edits which i did like um but i almost feel like that one scene of bullshit like almost it almost makes me not even want to rate it that high because what the hell are you thinking and also you know it it's a documentary um i don't think it's like anybody could have made this documentary essentially you know what i mean like that's that's the one thing about it it's it's not necessarily a good movie like a good made film i like i i literally could have made this you know what i mean um it's just i think the experience is what i'm rating more so than the actual film um good experience no, not really you know like it's this isn't a good you don't have a good time watching this it's just um it's you feel something and i guess that's what i kind of am rating so i don't know black metal veins uh thanks for the pick i actually
1: very much was interested in this film all the way through thank you oh wow what an amazing time this is um let's talk about because i'm the only one who comes prepared Wolfen from 1981 uh this is like a weird werewolf movie and it basically follows this detective. He is... should I closed out a letterbox. God, we're so unprofessional when Moods isn't here. Uh,
0: <laughs> this guy's over here talking shit. I'm the only one that's prepared. Oh,
1: man. I am the only one, one that's
0: prepared. I closed out a prepared. letterbox. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Fuck know you. what you're talking about. How am I not prepared?
1: Yeah, but anyway, um, we follow this police detective. He's like a drunken cop, but he's like a really good detective. And um, one night this... Um, Executive and his wife gets uh, dismembered by um, something in the uh, Central Park. And um, so they get dismembered and – oh, my god.
3: <laughs> so they get attacked by something. What do they
1: Central- get? Dismembered. <laughs> So they get um,
0: dismembered, <laughs>
1: dismembered by something at Central Park, and as and as the movie goes on, more and more people are starting to get, um, you know, dismembered. horribly brutalized by this mysterious force, and they're getting, you know, cut in half and you know uh, opened up and things like that. And they ultimately find a wolf hair in one of these uh, victims and it's basically just this detective and this other sidekick woman trying to find out how all these murders are happening. As the film goes on, there's like Native American kind of uh, vibes going on, and um, that's basically about it. It's like a werewolf movie that the werewolves don't show up until the last like 10 minutes of the movie, and then they finally show up, and they're just wolves, and that's basically about it. Um, The main cop, very much like the gorgor girls which is like not like an amazing movie but it has like an entertaining detective in it like that's like basically this movie too like the movie is like pretty okay it's not like horrible but it's because of the main character is likable um it, it makes the movie more stomachable and like i said there's like nothing really going on it's basically just like a cop drama until like the last 10 minutes of the movie where uh the werewolves finally show up and it turns into, like, your normal uh, uh, horror movie. But, you know, it's okay. I know, like, a lot of people, like, really like this movie and, like, they think highly of it in the werewolf genre. But it's, like, when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it, it's, like, not really a werewolf movie until, like, like I said, the last ten minutes. But, like, the whole, like, Native American side story is pretty cool. Um, And the way that they developed that part of the story is pretty interesting. So I give it credit in that sense. But like I said, if it wasn't for the main cop, dude, I think this film wouldn't have been as strong as it is. But it's still like totally watchable and you should probably give it a watch once. I don't like place it high on the list of werewolf movies, but it's still like interesting enough to um, give it a watch and it's like it's like a bigger budget this is when orion was releasing movies with warner brothers which is kind of interesting so this movie is a warner brothers production and it has that kind of bigger budget kind of feel to it (laughs) and um the camera work and everything like that is pretty good so i gave it a seven out of ten all right nice
0: nice um i've actually never seen wolfen (laughs)
2: i'm actually a huge fan of (laughs) wolfen you like it yeah, I loved it, man. Man, I it's not it. a
1: werewolf movie until the last ten minutes.
2: Well, it's not. The werewolf movie, technically, the folklore is, it's shapeshifters. Okay, sure. But
1: it's a fucking werewolf on the cover, bro. Well, yeah. It,
2: it, not really, though. It's a of a wolf. Well, fuck you, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. I love Albert Finney in that role as the though. Yeah, he's great. All right. And next up is
0: a film coming to me courtesy of Mikey Fisher, the homie Mikey Fish. Uh, always bringing the interesting indie films, and this one is no exception. What we have here is Camp Slaughter from the year 2005. Uh, this film is quite out of print now, a little hard to find, but I was able to eventually see it. And it follows a group of kids who break down while driving on a remote road, Uh, after a weird night in the woods they stumble upon a summer camp which is in full swing uh, and is packed with teenagers but the only thing that's weird this film is set in present day but everybody at this camp seems to be straight out of the 80s uh their clothes music um hair everything attitudes all 80s uh and the you know People are kind of wondering what the heck's going on. Uh, then a killer shows up and starts killing all the kids. Uh, and then the next day, um, they realize that they're kind of... It's kind of like a Groundhog Day thing because all the people are back um, and they start getting killed again. So they're kind of stuck in this time loop curse thing and they have to figure out how to get out. Um, honestly, like th- this movie was decent, but I, I didn't love it. Like I, it sounds good on paper. Um, even the first scene where it follows this, uh, guy and this girl who are, you know, sneaking off by themselves and get getting ready to, you know, uh, you know, undress and fondle each other and probably have premarital sex and things like that. Uh, it, it, it's set up early, like, okay, this is going to be a cool, like, throwback slasher. And I thought it was a nice spin because the chick was pressuring the dude into um, the sex. So I just thought that was really funny. Um, You know, obviously poking at the stereotypes um, and kind of turning them on their head. Uh, And then after that first, you know, kill reminds you very much of Friday the 13th. Then this music comes in and reminds you of like a cross between Friday the 13th and Psycho. And you're like, oh, this is going to be super cool. But honestly, this film could have benefited uh, a lot from some better kills, man. I mean, they're. There's kills in this film, but none of them really stand out, which is a little unfortunate. Um, I just feel like if this film maybe had a little bit more money or a little bit more time, it is really stuck in the micro-budget indie area where I feel like this concept could have actually benefited from um, being a little bit more money behind it, and I think they really could have hammered home um, the concept that they were going for. So I I didn't... find it super awesome but it is definitely uh an interesting watch and it, it i wished i wish that i could have liked it more uh, but i'm giving this one a 5 out of 10 it's, it's kind of average so camp slaughter 5 out of 10 okay jeremy back to you
1: next up we have a film from the year 1995 directed by toby hooper and that is the mangler um a film that somehow Got turned into a trilogy, and we have three films. And uh, this is one of the only movies I can think of where we have a uh, possessed laundry machine. Um, yeah, that definitely is a thing. And this is yet again another Stephen King adaptation. I mean, I got a bunch, a bunch of these this month for the Patreon. So basically, we follow like this, um, like this sweatshop uh, laundry factory, very similar to like. A factory in modern times directed by charlie chaplin very similar to that kind of atmosphere if you've seen that movie and basically there's this huge like uh, laundry machine in the middle of this factory and this factory is ran by robert england and he plays like this like super over the top horribly acted i think on purpose character and he's like you know the mr scrooge of the factory like hey don't stop working work all the time work 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 and ultimately this one woman she gets sucked up into this um this like uh laundry machine and she gets killed and the effects are actually pretty good that's like the highlight of this movie is like the effects are actually like not too bad but as the movie goes on it's once again like a police um a police story where we have like this police officer. Now he's trying to find out what's going on with this uh, laundry machine. And why it keeps on uh, causing accidents where people are getting killed in it. And as the film goes on, we learn that there's actually uh, a demon that possessed this laundry machine. And it's basically just murdering people in weird freak accidents, but it's actually not accidents. It's just like this machine doing, um, doing the crimes and the only way to stop it from keep murdering people is to do an uh, an exorcism so that's what happens so they basically um go into this factory and they're doing this you know typical exorcism stuff where there's the holy water and all the prayers and all that kind of stuff and the machine's going crazy and shooting sparks out and all this other shit and it basically um Uh, The exorcism, of course, goes wrong, and all these other side plots happen, and ultimately, of course, the machine dies, and that's the basic, that's that. I mean, it's a retarded fucking movie. The acting is absolutely horrible on every single front. The movie is not directed well. I mean, it feels super, 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 super low budget, but this movie was released by New Line, so it was released in theaters and everything, but it just feels like it was, like, given no money whatsoever, it's just not a good fucking movie. And like, how much could you do with a fucking haunted uh, laundry machine? Like, after a while, it just gets super old and stale. And it's like, why am I watching this movie about this fucking laundry machine that's possessed that's killing people? It's just not a good movie. Like, I was not, I did not enjoy it whatsoever. I have no idea how the fucking made two sequels. From what <laughs> I see, the sequels are actually way better than the original movie, but they're still like horrible, horrible films and. They're, it's just not a good franchise. Like I have no idea how this turned into a franchise, but Wait, it somehow you said The it. Mangler
2: 3 is better than the first one?
1: I mean, that's what I heard. Have you seen it?
2: It's fucking atrocious. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well, Real Films said the film comes off as a masterpiece when compared to its predecessors, but. I haven't seen them, and I hopefully won't have to see them, but after my review of this, I have a feeling that I'll probably have to be reviewing The Mangler 2 and The Mangler 3 coming up real
0: soon. But um, You know what's yeah. crazy is uh, I've read the story to The Mangler. Yeah. Um, I think it was in the Night Shift collection.
3: Yeah. That's a short story. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and reading it, I'm like, okay, this is like kind of a cool, basic little story, but never did I read it and was like, oh, man, this would be a great
1: adaptation. <laughs> directed by film. toby hooper and released by new line like like i said the effects are definitely like the high point of this movie and they're not even like good but they're practical and they're passable and it is what it is like watching people get sucked up and crushed by a laundry machine is fine but like after a while it just gets old and stupid i mm. just not a fan of this movie and fucking I mean,
2: robert england in the fucking
1: movie yeah and like i said robert england's like absolutely acted Horrible, but I think it's like on purpose. He has like he has like a weird voice, like this, like a weird like so he evil like you. villain. Yeah, he has like <laughs> an evil like a weird villain kind of voice, and he's like has like prosthetic legs, and they look like yeah, horrible sh- and looking shit. It's just a bad, bad, bad movie. I'm not a fan of this one. I gave it a four out of ten.
0: All right, I've never seen it, but uh, I own I think all three of them. Uh, so moving on here. Alright, next up is coming to me, courtesy of Jellybane, who gave me a film last month that I didn't get around to, couldn't find it, so he decided to replace it with this film. I do appreciate it, homie. Uh, and that film is The Minion, um, starring Dolph Lundgren. This film's from the year 1998. Uh, And it is a Canadian-American action supernatural horror film, if you will. (laughs) Uh, So a couple of guys are working in this area uh, underground. And the floor collapses. And they go into this little crypt. uh, And it essentially has these skeletons everywhere. So they contact this woman, this like archaeologist-type woman. She comes in. And she is trying to uh, figure out what's going on, and it is sort of this religious type thing. I'm I'm not a thousand percent sure um, what the the, like Knights of the Templar or something. I'm not I'm not sure, but uh, essentially, what happens is a religious sort of Antichrist apocalypse is upon us. uh, Once this chamber has been opened um we have this man who comes in played by Dolph Lundgren who is trying to take this key uh to an area and we have these other people these minions these demons who are trying to stop him and her and uh that's basically your story um honestly like I thought this one actually started off pretty fun you know it kind of feels like it's you know right in the 90s Uh, And it reminded me a little bit of The Terminator, um, the classic Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator film, the first one I'm talking about, where you have this guy who is trying to stop this thing, and then this thing that's trying to happen, and he's teamed up with this girl. Um, It feels very much like The Terminator. Um, I think that this film really kind of loses its head as it moves on into the story, and it gets almost really ridiculous and feels to kind of drag a little bit later on and and that was kind of uh, a little bit disappointing i would have also liked to see a little bit more horror aspects to this film uh it is very much more on the action side of things like there's a few shootouts and stuff like that um early on there's you know the this like gloved uh, spiked weapon that the John, or not John Cod uh, Dolph Lundgren is using to sort of, um, kill these minions and, you know, he's like stabs them in the head. And also uh, the police are after these two, because to, uh, the regular, you know, population, it looks like they are killing people, but really they're, you know, dealing with what you would call like demons or minions in this film. And, and that's, what's, uh, That's the problem. It gets a little convoluted in the end. Uh, Overall, I didn't think it was too bad, um, but I didn't think it was too good either. I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. So that is the minion with Dolph Lundgren.
1: All right. Next up for me, uh, Wolfen, the Mangler at Pupil. All right. Last up, we have Shuttle from the year 2008. This one was released by Magnet. And this is another film where we have dumb motherfuckers and um, making decisions that would never really happen in real life if you were put into the situation. But for some reason, these people think it's a good idea to do what they do, but basically follow um, these two girls. They're coming home from a vacation and at the airport, they get this shuttle ride from this um, from this guy. And these two bros who they met on the flight decide to take the ride with them. So it's these two girls and these two bros and this uh, other random dude who is clearly have nothing to do with what's going to happen in the later on down the film, but he's like a weird looking dude. And, um, he, he's very like quiet and, um, nervous and things like that. He, he's not a strong muscular dude. He's very much like me. And, um, so these two girls and these two bros and this weird looking dude is um driving along and this guy clearly is something up and um you know it's they basically get kidnapped and he's basically crazy and he takes them along and they basically try to escape so what happens is now they're on this shuttle ride from hell boom 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 and it's basically just them trying to you know make it out of this situation and as the film goes on there's plots and twist holes and all this kind of stuff that uh you would expect in a movie like this but it runs at an hour and 47 minutes long and i feel like this kind of narrative of you know these two girls getting kidnapped by a dude it does not fit a movie that's on 107 minutes long i just felt like like by the end of it where it goes it's actually quite interesting it turns into like these guys are like kidnapping girls and putting them in crates and sending them off overseas to become sex workers like it's like an actually interesting idea but it just like throws it in at the end it really doesn't go anywhere and it doesn't really like develop into this idea but like i said like it's 80 percent of the movie is just like these people driving around in this minivan trying to get out of this situation that they're in it just gets old really fast and the movie's like very bleak there's like it's uninteresting to look at it's like there's it's like a monotone kind of color like they rarely ever show any colors it's like this greenish yellowish color the entire film and they clearly shot it like that on purpose but i just think that it's just an uninteresting movie to look at so when you have an uninteresting story and an uninteresting movie uh aesthetically i feel like by the end of it you're just like okay you're looking at your watch and you're checking it over and over again to hope that it soon will be over um, it's fine it's not like a horrible movie or anything like that but I just feel like once again it has like a lot of plot holes and things like that <laughs> like uh, this guy who's driving the bus like drops him off at this grocery store to go inside to get things that he needs and like the bitch doesn't like scream or anything like that or, or, or tries to attract the clerk or something to let her know that something shitty is going on outside or anything like that and then, when we find out that she actually did try to do something like that, it doesn't really go anywhere, and they really don't say anything about it ever again. It's just shit like that. But, like I said, it's like a total watchable film. It feels like a 2008 kind of movie. Um, so, I gave it a 5 out of 10.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. And finally, for me, we have the film Blue Beard, which is also coming to me courtesy of Jellybane. Uh, this is a film that he told me was on Netflix. However, when I went on Netflix, it was not. Uh, but I did actually own this film on Blu-ray. I still had it sealed, uh, and I have actually never watched it. So, Bluebeard is a Asian film uh, that is sort of a serial killer-esque film. Um, it follows a doctor who is, uh, separated from his wife and he's having a little bit of issues with, you know, his wife and, and his film and his, uh, son. Uh, he wants to sort of take care of his son, but his wife doesn't really want him to. It's a uh, South Korean film, by the way. Uh, and, uh, he lives in this small little apartment, uh, and his landlord is a, uh, they own a butcher shop. That's, you know, downstairs. Uh, and essentially, uh, this man is a doctor and he lives in this area where there are unsolved murders. There have been murders of people showing up decapitated with just their, their limbs are gone with the torsos in, in the water. They're finding them in these rivers. And, and, uh, one day when he's working on a patient, um, who happens to be his neighbor, uh, the, the grandfather of his landlord, uh, He has him, you know, under sedation at this uh given like a colonoscopy. And this man uh starts mumbling about, you know, you gotta cut the arms off and you throw them in the river so you know, at this time so they their body won't show up until April and this, that, and the other, which really spooks him. So he begins to suspect that his neighbor slash landlord is the killer that is killing everybody in the town. Um and eventually. Um, it seems like the, those neighbors, uh, become aware that he knows. Uh, so it's kind of a, you know, psychological thriller in a way. Um, honestly, like this film was pretty good at first. Like I was, you know, into it. I was like, okay, this is, uh, pretty interesting. I like these sort of South Korean, uh, thriller, serial killer type things. I've seen a couple of them and I usually like them. Uh, but I feel like this film really like loses itself in, in the narrative. It really does. Um, certain things just didn't make sense to me. Um, and I think that there might be a cultural difference, but I didn't really buy that this doctor was struggling with like where he, like he didn't have any money and couldn't take care of his son and had to live in this small crappy apartment and, Um, there was some, there was a few other things that, um, I don't know if it was like a cultural thing or, uh, oh, like there was one moment where, um, the police were talking to him and, uh, they were saying like, did you see this woman, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, and well the woman's missing and then the police are like so you were the last person to see her alive and it just sounded kind of weird I don't know if it's like lot like a translation thing like um I don't feel like the police would suggest that the woman was not alive you know what I mean um if they didn't know it was just stuff like and I thought that they were trying to trick the guy into saying like yeah uh yeah I guess so or whatever and then the police be like, see, we didn't say she was dead and blah, blah. But no, that, that's not the case. Um, So what else? Um I think that the the biggest issue that I have with the film is it gets incredibly and I mean incredibly convoluted in its ending. And it just seems to drag on and on and on forever. Um, the film is shot very well i love the setting and the shots and the film even opens up with some fantastic shots i like the butcher shop location and all of that um there's too many false like jump scare like dream sequences that's really annoying to me and then you think the film's gonna go one way and then it switches another way and then it switches back at the end and i'm just like this honestly just doesn't make sense um there's no way that all this could play out like this just no way in hell And that was my biggest issue. It's just very, it's a very convoluted film. It just doesn't make sense. does not make sense. Um, But other than that, uh, it was all right. I thought it was pretty good. Um, You know, the ending really killed it for me, though. So um, I gave it a 6 out of 10. So um, not worth the two hours, in my opinion. Like, two hours was really long for this film. It just kept, it just felt like it was so long. Um, So, yeah. Could have been trimmed down. But yeah, that's Bluebeard. Um, let's talk about Brightburn really quickly. Okay. Alright, so we both saw Brightburn. We'll leave it spoiler free for Derek here. Thank you. Um, because I think listen, this this is like I guess it did what the studio expected, but like yeah. I just wanted this movie to be like way more successful than it ended up being, just because you don't get stuff like this. Like, well, why do you are say free... that?
1: Like, <clears throat> like I I understand what you're getting at, but like this movie could have totally been a generic PG-13 movie. if They wanted to, yeah. And it doesn't really get like good and bloody until like there's like it let's doesn't? be honest, there's one good kill in the movie, there's and the rest no. one. There's one good there's kill in the movie. There's Three good kills in the movie. No, there's one good. Absolutely, there's three good kills in the movie. No one and. And I have to give it that, like the one good kill in the movie is like actually pretty good, and the effects are like really pretty well done. And so, the, stuff, so the so the the car kill they, wasn't good. That's the one I'm talking about.
0: Okay, so the uh, the Falchi kill
1: wasn't good. Nah. Why? Well, one it was they, great. For one, it's like it's not even a kill. It's just like oh, that's nasty. And yeah, two, okay. it's like so, they it's cut like, away. They cut away, and they don't even fucking show anything.
0: Yeah. Well, you just got an amazing.
1: Uh
3: mainstream eye sequence,
1: dude. It's not even an eye sequence. It what do you mean? All she does is pull out a piece of glass from her eye. whoopty fucking do. whoopty fucking do, dude? Are you serious? Yeah, I am never serious. You never see
0: stuff like that.
1: You to see it in Saw movies all the time. People pulling shit out of different body parts. In a superhero fucking movie?
0: It's not a, a superhero movie, rather.
1: <laughs> Come
0: on, dude. A fucking R rated supervillain, like it's fucking dope.
1: I didn't say the idea wasn't good. Like yeah,
0: for a, but even for a movie like this, the the plot of this movie, you would never expect there to be gore. Yeah, what kind of movie do you think they were promoting? They've been I promoting. Thought they were promoting it as a horror I didn't movie. even fucking know it was remotely horror. I was like, I just thought it was some super villain movie or something, or like a I, I or a. I actually like thought it was. I actually thought it was a superhero
1: movie. Super hero movie been saying they've been promoting it as a horror movie
0: i didn't know i didn't know I, it didn't look horror to me it looked like dark maybe but I, like a lot of comic stuff like super villain stuff is a little dark but it, it's like an actual it's like a fucking slasher film almost dude and then the final kill i'm not saying was really i didn't like
1: too. it i liked it i liked it quite a bit actually i just think like i just think that you said it's like oh we everybody should support it. it's like a hard r it's like yeah, it's not a hard r it, it's a it's a pretty
0: hard r for the subject matter dude like there's a th- like they stay on the gore sequences you don't I'd... see that a lot you just don't oh they stay on the gore sequence once uh n- no yes. The, I, yes the I sequence is fucking gore
1: bro yeah, but it's they come away from it, but like... No, they, they don't. They literally show the, the whole kill, fucking scene. What are you talking car about? The kill is like the only thing that they like, they, they, they focus on for a long time. That's definitely the best part of the movie, is that whole sequence. I thought the eye sequence was better than that, but... Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, think stuff freaks me out, man. I know that, but you're just being... That's your personal preference. I mean, Carly agreed. Yeah. Yeah, that, oh, I, that eye sequence was great, man. I was like fucking Lucio Fauci directed this shit. <laughs> I just think it's like it's just like fine, two kills and everything else is off screen at that point. Like the, the cops, what, what about scene, the cop, off, dude? The cop got that's all fucked up, dude. It's all off screen. That, or if it, they show it, they show it for like two frames that's and then fine, that's fine,
0: it. dude. It's the concept of it and the you see blood everywhere. Two cops. The one, the one, the one kill with the the first cop,
1: that is a great kill. Don't get me wrong, I like the idea. I think it's like there was, was like four, there was like four cool. or five
0: good kills in this film.
1: I wouldn't say they're good. I say I, I, I would th- say like they're for definitely a Main good. Movie, they're, they're definitely fine. good kills. I disagree. I just think there's one good kill in the movie. To be honest with you, but you, that doesn't mean that you, I, you I do this
0: thing like, where like you pick out the best kill and you're like, this is the
1: one good thing. No, I just think that is the one best part of the movie, is that one scene. You know, not to not not like spoil anything, but
0: to see, like, imagine if Superman, you know, you know that he's, like, faster than a speeding bullet and shit. Imagine if he just fucking decided to tackle somebody at full speed and fucking uh-huh. explode their body. Like, how yeah, is that it. not, it fucking did! Oh, no, it does Did you watch this movie? Yeah, I did watch it. It doesn't show it, like, fucking close up and stuff, but exactly. the effect is there. The effect is there. Okay. So I don't know what you mean, like that. Like when I see, when I
1: watched it happen, I just think if they're like, gonna oh, make it a shit. horror movie, then they should fucking just go hardcore. They did. What are you I don't talking they, about? I just don't believe it's that hardcore as you're making you're it out to be. You're
3: fucking dumb.
1: I'm not dumb. That's, you didn't watch the movie or something? It
0: clearly is the like you will never you. Name are you one kidding? other Either super villain movies, film. So much more I said super villain movie. film that have has you seen anything Logan?
1: remotely like this. Have you seen Logan? No, actually. Exactly.
0: Watch Logan. You think that th- that has more graphic kills or? Yes.
1: Really. Derek, have you seen Logan?
2: Yeah, Logan's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Said, yeah. you watch Logan, Does He
1: stick his claw in
0: people's eyes. Yes. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, from what I remember, it's been a while since I watched it. Yeah, I, okay, yeah.
0: maybe I'm wrong that I haven't seen Logan, but maybe I'll check that out then. Um,
1: but, but I get—I it. I like the movie. Don't get me wrong, I like the movie. I, just I think, think you're that...
0: under. Look, I'm not. I'm maybe overselling them a bit because you're not giving it any credit at all.
1: But I am giving it credit. No, I said I'm the saying one the kills. You're really not giving good. the
0: kills credit.
1: Yeah, because I don't think they're like that overly like amazing like you do. They were good though.
0: I don't okay. think they're overly that amazing. I thought the eye sequence was amazing. That's the only that's the only kill I thought was amazing. And it's not even a kill. I just thought it was a good sequence in a horror movie that was gory. That's I'm not saying that anything in this movie is fucking amazing uh by itself, but I'm saying in cohesion together i think it's pretty fucking rad it's really good like this is one of the best films i they saw don't this
1: give year. any backstory
0: what do you mean like, that nothing
1: there is backstory give... no there isn't there's this one this is one thing this giant meteor crashes down from fucking space and that's it yeah where's it what from? more do you need where's it from like why why does it, why does why it matter system, it's from fucking krypton no, it's not Krypton. Why does it it's matter? not superhero. It's not a Superman movie. No shit. But I'm saying, why? What is?
0: What is the difference if it's from Krypton or another nameless fucking s-
1: space I place? I don't know why. Why is it? Why does it make people do what they fucking do? Why is it making this? Why? Why do they choose this person? And choose, why does choose it, what person? Why is this kid have these magical fucking powers? Because he's from fucking space. But why? Why? why what? What planet? Like. Why? What planet? Fucking fake planet number nine. Well, I just like some backstory. Charlie <laughs> the same well, problem I'm saying, with
0: it. There is no reason to. There's nothing. It doesn't change anything. If you say it's from Planet X, does it change anything about the film?
1: You, I've, I've had the argument before. You know, that's just my personal preference. I like to have backstory. I just I like, like some to backstory. Have backstory
0: too. But I'm saying, does the backstory affect the film? That's when you. That's a fair critique. Would the backstory affect the film? If they say Random Planet Number Nine, you'd be like, "It's so cliche. It's like everything." No, I just don't think there.
1: they had enough big enough budget to do that.
0: What uh, say a, that he's from another fucking planet?
1: No, because How, if they're gonna say it, what, then they what, what, would have to show ex- it. Okay, so you wanted to see a,
0: a, an, ali- an alien, an alien world, or, or some kind of backstory? That's, yeah. <sighs> I don't see the point of that, honestly. I think it would make it feel cheaper.
1: Well, why? Why would that make it feel cheaper? Because
0: then it would feel like... Because the mystery of it makes it creepy, right? If you show it, it's never going to be as cool as you have in your head.
1: I don't have anything creepy. It's not a creepy movie, in my opinion.
0: I'm saying it's, it's not as cool as it would be in your head. Like, if you picture some alien planet it's probably going to be cooler than it would be if you filmed it. That's rule number. That's everybody knows that you It's what you don't see that is, is, is scary or, 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 or cool. Showing it is often a mistake.
1: Okay. I
3: agree to disagree. I think
0: the film, I think that your criticisms are super light that it's like, okay, why didn't we, why don't we know anything about it? You do know about him. You know he's fucking has superpowers. You know that this fucking thing But diesel... why now
1: all of a sudden does he have superpowers?
0: <laughs> well, why they, they, they First of all, because they mention it in the film in a sort of metaphorical way that whenever you hit puberty, which they mention that he's probably going to be going through puberty that she's going to have her hands full with him much like American or human kids, you develop more Things when you're uh, going through puberty. So it makes sense that he would be unleashing his full powers during puberty. But it also is alluded to that he's never bled before or never had a bruise before. So he's always had some level of power. Sure. So... I mean, I think that this thing was really fucking cool, man. This is one of the coolest. I didn't I've seen say it wasn't cool.
1: That's not. I'm not what saying I said. you said
0: it. Uh, did I say that you said it wasn't cool? Did I say that? I just don't.
1: Why do I have to be high on it? Like you, you don't.
0: Are? You don't. I'm just saying that the criticisms that you you're bringing your criticisms to the thing, and you're like, I don't see what you you started off by saying. I don't see what you think is so awesome about it. So I'm simply re- re- rebuttaling. Um, and I'm telling you what's awesome. And I'm telling you that I don't think your criticisms
1: hold much weight. Okay. But did my criticism ever hold much weight ever? Yes. Whenever when? you
0: have, like, whenever you say that it's dumb to fucking make an entire movie about a washing machine.
1: Yeah, but I don't have any. <laughs> that's not like a criticism, like, oh, this is why I think this is the, why this movie's bad. Like, I, not, I was never like that. I don't know like, what your name like, is. Name, like, <laughs> name, like, one time, like, I've ever given, like, a good critique or an argument about a movie all the time whenever we talk about movies see I always just think I just never say anything interesting like you. And Moods does I don't know I just think this, is, I,
0: I think this movie and, and look that's a fair rating I'm not saying that you should rate it higher I'm just saying the complaints that you had I think they didn't hold much
1: I just, think, I just think the kills aren't as good as you make them
0: out to be I don't I I don't know how, how I'm ma- how am I making them out to be.
1: Well you just think like they're like They're good like, kills.
0: I don't think so. You think they're bad kills? No, I just think You think they're average kills. Yeah. Okay. I that's where we we would disagree at 'cause I I don't think they're average at all. I think they're good and and they fit for what the film is too i love the scenes where he's just floating in the air like outside like he's actually kind of scary like if you actually put yourself in that situation like once like you're like how the fuck do you kill it like you know it's the 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 concept behind it exactly. is exactly backstory dark. how do you I kill like them? that well we know how yeah yeah because they explain it in the film and then I actually really like the ending, like like the final sort of moment. Um, I like. I agree with Carly a little bit. She said it was looked kind of. It seemed like, like it had ass. some CG there, but I didn't think it was that that bad at all. But the concept behind it was really awesome. Yeah, it too was, bad it didn't have enough money to actually show her sliding on the ground. I wouldn't want to see that. I think that it works better. Bye. I think it just works better as what it is because of the meaning behind it. You know what I mean? I feel like it kind of would cheapen it a little bit. It would almost become comedic or like slapsticky if that would have happened. Okay. But um, yeah. I mean, I I, I really like this movie. I thought it was super super fucking cool. It's a huge surprise. I didn't think this movie was gonna be really good at all. Um and I think that everybody should should go out and see this thing because I
1: I think people should see it too because to me
0: it's like I just thought that it was cool I didn't expect to see any level of gore and I got gore and actually some like pretty well what did you expect
1: it was rated R what did
0: you expect I don't know there's plenty of R movies that have like nothing in them that I'm like how how, how that's that's not promoted like a horror movie. Wasn't, like, The Quiet Place in R? No. It was PG? PG 13. 13, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it felt like it. Like, like, um, like, is there, like, good kills in It or something? You know what I mean? Like, but it has
1: a fucking blood, fucking
0: sink shooting blood everywhere. Yeah, but to me, that's not... Blood doesn't... But that anywhere. makes
2: it R. It does have that awesome beginning scene with Georgie. Yeah.
0: It's great. <laughs> um... <laughs> But no, like, I, I don't know, like, there's a lot, there's always R movies that really don't have, like, you know, anything special with kills and stuff like that, but um I just thought, like, it's just a cool concept, I've always wanted to see uh, a studio actually use what they could with a superhero, supervillain style film, and make it dark, and and make it bloody, like, it just... You just need to watch Logan, bro. <laughs> I okay. I will, but I'm just saying. Like, it, it this was a dark film, man.
2: Can I ask one question? Yes. Will I like this movie? I think
0: everybody will. Honestly, I think it's a good movie. I
2: everybody think everybody has
1: been liking it. Yeah, I've not seen anybody say anything bad about yeah,
0: it. Yeah, I th- I told the, I told Moods and Jeremy that I both thought they were gonna like it. Jeremy didn't like it as much as I did, but he still liked it. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm. It has kinda, a good
1: jump scare that got me.
0: I didn't get jump, jump scared at all. Yeah. Which one? In the barn when the. Huh. When. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't think I got jump scared at all. I thought
1: I thought he was gonna be behind her. <laughs>
0: I thought the acting was really solid in it too. I I, I really I like the aunt's kind of annoying
1: and like her boyfriend's. <laughs> I like that guy. I...
0: Yeah. That's fucking Badger
1: from uh, yeah Breaking Bad. Yeah,
0: I it was I could not figure out who it was until after the movie. I was like, "Fuck! How did I not know that?"
1: You didn't um, see Michael Rooker, so you know. Yeah, did. Who
0: is he? Who is Michael Rooker? Yeah, in the movie, he's in the movie. Yeah, he's in the newscast. Yeah, but I'm saying like I didn't know that I'm. What I said was I didn't know that there was a. Po- uh, I I thought they were saying there was more stuff in the credits. I are, I know that scene. But um I one thing that I think nobody was really talking about with this too is the family dynamic. I thought that the that all was played out really well. Like how I actually like could understand where the mother was coming from. I could understand where the father was coming from. Oh, it's
1: like the prodigy prodigy.
0: Yeah, but this was better than that the way they handled it. Like I thought the father like dude, was that masturbation scene
1: not fucking hilarious? that's the point of it. What? It was supposed to be like that. I... What?
3: It, yeah, did I sure, say it's that hilarious. it's
0: not supposed... Wait, did I say but that it's supposed- not supposed to be like that?
1: You're sucking this movie's
0: cock. The, I, I don't understand what you're saying. It's supposed
1: to be like that. What the yeah. fuck does that mean? You're saying... It wasn't that hilarious. It was supposed to be hilarious. So why are you asking? me Just because something that is supposed to be hilarious doesn't
0: mean it is. You fucking dumbass. What are you saying right now? That that didn't make no sense.
1: We're gonna keep going.
0: I'm just saying, like, you, like
1: it's like you're trying to fight me on something that I don't get. I'm not fighting. You said wasn't that hilarious? Yes. Okay, it was supposed to be hilarious. So why can't why you say you yeah? It was funny. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. So
0: why does it matter if it was supposed to be or not? That's not what I said. That's not what I asked. I didn't okay. say,
1: was that supposed to be funny? Well, you said, wasn't that hilarious? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's a rhetorical question.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. I was literally asking you, wasn't it funny?
1: Or well, did you not think funny, it was funny? So of course it's supposed to be funny. Dude,
0: that makes no sense. Isn't okay. every comedy supposed to be funny? Does that mean it actually is? okay do you see where I'm coming from what you said sure. didn't make sense
2: okay <laughs>
0: I thought I that shit
2: was movie
0: yeah no it's a good movie man it's fun um I gave it an eight and a half
1: right yeah you're the host you're supposed to move on all right uh feature review time talk about two movies from Ratchet Commander and Mark Leham. Uh, what two bores do you want to review first?
2: We might as well go in order and go with the 68 one. Right, Spirits of the Dead. Now, this is a More like Spirits
0: an... of the Trash.
1: I knew you weren't going to like it. There's. I knew it right away. I've
0: seen it it's... before.
1: Really? When? 1968 this... show.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: They didn't it didn't make my top ten. Yeah. Well, this is definitely very, uh... Frenchy European isk. so I kind of expected you not to like it but um, no
0: honestly it's not that bad I was just joking like I I I like the second
1: segment the best but well yeah that's definitely the better the best segment is the second segment but um, this is a horror anthology directed by three very prominent director European directors uh who come to america to make this movie uh we have a film by uh fellini of course who is an absolute legend according to jason price one of the best directors who ever lived of course he made eight and a half and this movie is uh his segment in this film is very much uh a lot of callbacks to that movie um there's a lot of like um things going on in his segment that's very uh reminiscent to eight and a half, but we have uh Fellini doing his only horror credit uh is his segment in this movie and it's I guess you could call it a horror credit. Uh we have a segment by the French director uh, Roger Fadim who made Barbarella and um Fison the true and some other stuff. Then we have Louis mal who uh of course is French as well. He did Elevator to the Gallows and some other Frenchy films. So basically what this is is it's just three Edgar Allan Poe uh, tales, and each director took one, and they made a film out of it. And uh, how do you want to view it? Do you want to talk about each segment? All right, let's talk about the first segment with Jane Fonda. It's called uh, Metzengerstein.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Jane Fonda in this segment.
1: Well, she's this like David and Al- She's still hot today, man. That broad's hot, and she's like 85.
2: Oh, my God. I was salivating.
1: But uh, in this film, in this short, if you want to say, we follow Jane Fonda. She plays like this uh, count. Uh, she's like this princess to this castle. And basically um, she has a cousin who is her neighbor, and um, they've never talked or anything like that. He thinks she's a pompous asshole, and she uh, abuses her power and things like that. And one night she goes and she burns down his stables where all his prize horses live, and he ultimately dies in uh, the fire. But one horse escapes and she basically uh, has a guilt trip because she feels bad that she killed her cousin. And she basically tries to tame it and, um, you know, makes it her own horse. That's basically about it. Um, what do you think? Uh, this is definitely the worst segment out of the three. I don't like period pieces as it is. Basically, all three of these are period pieces beside the last one. It, but, like, this one's it, like... Eh, eh,
2: eh, eh. What, Derek? You know, it's just. Uh, no, I was, was just fucking the dog. <laughs> My dog was fucking bothering me. But, but I was just going to say, uh, uh, you know, it, it's a weird one to watch, man. Because you know who plays her cousin in the yeah. movie? Her br-
1: husband, brother. It's her brother,
2: yeah. yeah. Peter yeah peter here. fonder so it was like this weird like sexual tension that's coming between these two characters when they're just staring at each other and it's fucking weird to watch it because they're brother and sister in real life
1: that's yeah. worse it, than cousin
2: <laughs> i know
1: it feels very much like um peter fonda's character should have played be played by like um what the hell's his name uh, uh the guy yeah. from uh burnt offerings um Oliver Reed. I feel like Oliver Reed should have played um that character because he, he it's a very uh it's a written character that fits his kind of acting style, I feel like, but mm-hmm. I mean this one really like doesn't go anywhere and like I think just the like coolest,
0: the coolest part was like the beginning where like that person's like hanging from the tree and stuff yeah. and I'm like, Oh, like, this fuck. is gonna oh. be fucking dope and then I'm like, Okay, this is fucking not dope.
2: Well, it's it's kind of a supernatural revenge story too, because the the horses. Well, it's like the horse supposed to be like
1: the cousin's soul or something.
2: It's the embodiment of all the horses and the cousin inside one horse, and it's enchanting her as it goes on, because she keeps. Is that Mister Freeze,
1: thing. is that Tasty Freeze in the background? It sounded like
2: it. Yeah, there's uh, ice cream going <laughs> outside. Do 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 do, do 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 my, my, do 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 ice window's. cream my walls suck these walls are yeah my walls are pretty bad sorry about that guys that's not a big deal yeah washing
0: machine big deal (laughs) ice cream truck outside you can't control yeah um i don't know man to me it's just like what like what i didn't really get anything out of it i was just like okay cool
2: yeah it's just there i'm it was just interesting, well, the only thing that you could really get out of it is Jane Fonda and the African outfits that her husband at the time put her in.
1: She didn't get a camel toe. Yeah. yeah.
2: They're very
1: Barbarella-esque, you know?
2: Yeah this, yeah, this actually came out, I think, before Barbarella. Yeah.
1: But it's like, I'm surprised this is a Poe story. It doesn't really feel like... No, so, I, don't, I never right? read the original. I,
2: I know it's actually one of his first stories he actually publishes this one, so it might be early Poe. Like, that kind of makes sense, too.
0: Yeah, sometimes with those adaptations, though, they're so loose that it, they don't even resemble the thing. So I don't know if it would be...
2: Yeah, I because I know they uh, actually... Because I did read, like, uh, some stuff about the actual short story. They actually... The main character of the short story is a male, so they changed it to a female. So mm. that's mm. one difference that they did. And, you know, like, some of things like that, like... I think Jane Fonda is actually good in the role. You know, she's a bitch when she's fucking bow and arrow and that with that hanging scene that we were talking about earlier it's like a kid
1: too yeah (laughs) the kid's like 10 fucking hanging from a tree but uh okay let's move into the next segment this is the william wilson segment and this uh segment we follow a man named william wilson and he uh, the beginning of the short he's like running through the square and he goes to the church to confess to a priest about that he just killed a man and as the film uh, goes on we learn more and more about the person that he murdered and how it's actually like a doppelganger, gang, <laughs> doppelganger of himself and we follow him throughout his life as, um, as a child and then as a like a mid-adult and then present time and we learn more and more about whenever, like, shit really starts to go down, like, this doppelganger shows up and, like, eases the situation. You know, like I said, it's, like, his, his, his alter ego. But, um, like I said, let's start off when he's a kid, like, he's, like, in, like, this military school kind of setting, but he clearly, like, runs everything, and all the other kids, like, follow his lead, but he's a total bastard. And, um, this other ego of him shows up. He has the same name and everything like that and like I see he's more of a calm collective kind of character and then do you have anything to add to that? Um, it's, it's pretty much like there's a cool double. scene of like this rat bear oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. But But um, then like the meat of the short comes in the middle of it where we see like a now older um Version of our main character and he's playing cards with this other like high mistress you know she clearly has enough money but he's he he's losing and he's losing and he's losing and then he ultimately starts to cheat and he gets to win all the money back he's basically just um luring her in until um she thinks that he has nothing left but he ultimately just comes and steals all the money from her but then the doppelganger shows up and shows everybody that he's a cheater and he basically gets um uh exiled from the from the town and you know all the rest of his life turns to shit and basically uh the last part of this segment is him killing his doppelganger with a absolutely hilarious dummy scene that goes down as one of the best dummy deaths ever. Goes no. up, down. One he of he the best. Up, Come on, it was goes decent. Up there with Doctor Butcher, MD. No dad. man, definitely not. It, it was. not even that good. I mean, it, I mean, good like it's like the worst. <laughs> no, dummy no, death I know ever. what you
0: mean. I'm yeah. saying like yeah. I just I've seen way better dummy deaths.
1: Yeah, like in Cannibal. What's that movie that Vee Moods really liked that you didn't like? Nightmare the cannibal. Movie. Yeah, Nightmare City <laughs> has a good one.
2: Nightmare City's hilarious. Factor yeah, City Butcher awesome.
1: Dr. Butcher MD is definitely the worst. Tell me that ever. worst best. The worst best, but this is definitely like the most like concrete like fallible story out of the three. Like and the and it has an interesting narrative and everything like that. Like I said, it's definitely the best. Yeah, I
0: like. I was actually really into like the whole card playing sequence and stuff. Like I feel yeah. like this one actually captures the audience's attention a little bit better um, from the beginning and then all the way through. It's still, at the end of the day, though, I mean, it, I don't. It's not anything super special. Like it's the best in this in the three, and I thought it was cool. But is it really anything that's like, oh man, that was awesome?
2: Yeah. That's- you know, it's like a doppelganger story, pretty yep. much, and it's kind of weird the way that it's laced and told and some aspects of that. And you know, because this was the first time watching me this movie, so mm. it, maybe on a second watch I'll pick up on a few more things. But I did like this, the card scene; that was pretty cool. The, the, uh, I think that was Bridget Bardot as the female. I liked them going back and forth with yeah. each other while they were playing cards. That was yeah, and then
0: base. you know he like what was up with the. Beaten her thing.
2: I uh, think that's just owed? like,
0: no, your damn role, woman, like of the time. I just, like,
1: I just think he's an asshole. Yeah, I think
2: that's I think that's what he owed for her, because uh, I mean, she didn't have any money left. I know, yeah, but so.
0: it's like what, like what, like give me a blowjob or something. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna beat you with a whip.
1: Yeah. <laughs> power, power, hungry. I guess so, huh? All I right. was
2: getting scared for everyone else. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, and then the last segment. Up, this is the uh, Fellini segment, and um, we follow a a former actor, American actor, who is a huge drunk, and he agrees to go to Rome to shoot a movie in exchange for a brand new Ferrari, which is probably worth millions and millions of dollars today. Not probably, it is probably worth a million dollars today, but he agrees to go to Rome to shoot a film in exchange for a Ferrari. And he's a drunk, and as the movie goes on, he has, like, this vision of this girl with this white ball, but it really doesn't go anywhere. That's, like, the most, like, eight-and-a-half kind of uh, symbolism in this movie is that girl with the white ball. Very David Lynchy, but that's kind of fucked up to say because it's way before David Lynch. But as uh, he gets invited to, like, the ceremony where they're going to present him as the lead of the movie, and as it goes on, he gets more and more drunk, and he starts to go crazy. And that's basically about it. And at the end of the movie, he takes his Ferrari and he drives drunk. And I don't know how much more to explain it, to be honest
3: with you.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, pretty much it's like him facing the devil pretty much because uh, the short story that this is based on is they actually Fellini actually changed who the devil is in the short story. Because in the original story that this is based off of, it's like this old man. And he's like, it wouldn't fit for, like, this type of character that is portrayed because they only actually use, like, the end of the short story Mm -hmm. for this story. So he changed it to, whenever you see that little girl on the screen, that's his vision of the devil. Really? Yeah. That's what the girl represents.
3: I
1: never got that. That's weird. What's that heavy sigh about you? I didn't
0: really care for this one either,
1: Well, it's very Fellini. I, have,
0: yeah, I, don't it's think ve- I don't know if I've seen any Fellini. Yeah, yeah. they're
2: very art house. Yeah,
1: it's very just implied. It's pretty it's just,
2: much like I a
0: favorite. Like, listen, I like some art house as much as the next guy. Like, hell, the the last film we're reviewing tonight is super art house.
1: It's yeah. art house.
0: But like, what? Like, I don't know,
1: man. Like, what do you get out of this? Uh, this is a man's going. Downward spiral into drinking and uh, facing his... Uh,
2: Demons, for you. Yeah,
1: deciding either if he's going to hit the bottle or is he going to, you know, get his shit together and make this movie. Did you like it? About it. No.
2: <laughs> I didn't mind it. It has some cool visuals. I didn't mind stuff. any of
0: these. Like, I, they're all watchable. They're all like, you know, okay, like, yeah, th- this one actually did have some good visuals, but um, it's just... Like I remember watching this way back like 4 years ago or something on YouTube and I was just like is this okay like the, I don't even think this is horror so I'm not definitely not counting it but it wouldn't have made it even if it was and uh I just I don't know it's I, I didn't get any more
1: enjoyment out of it this time watching it 4 years later. Yeah, he's just like a crazy actor. He just plays like a crazy drunk and uh I don't know. I don't
2: know what else I, to say about it, to be honest. Yeah, I was just very enticed with, like, a Terrence Stamps' performance in it. Yeah. Because you know, he's always... I always liked him in roles and stuff. And he's really good in it, in this role, as this drunken bastard actor who might have shades of pedophilia inside of him. You know? And that's what... Also, that's why the devil is taking shape of this little girl, also, because it's what he's attracted to. So... Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I I was reading about it a little bit more, like, when I was watching it. So I was doing, like, a little bit of research of why they did the little changes to this. Because I know the short story that this is based off of. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's... All I could really say without going too enticed with the ending. Jeez,
1: if Moods was here, he'd be talking about it for like forty minutes and I'd be like, "I have nothing else to say."
2: Well, I don't <laughs> want to really spoil the ending if somebody does want to check it out either. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's Moods. Like
1: you would have like eight pages of shit to say about it. I just don't know what else to say about it.
0: Yeah, yeah
2: I don't. I know Moods like loves this. Movie.
0: Does he
1: really?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make it 60 uh, maybe it wasn't horror enough
2: well, well i don't you might not have not seen it before either oh, well he true.
1: likes these movies you know he likes this he likes Valerie he loves the next movie we're going to be talking about Valerie? he likes these like Valerie that one with the girl who's like we it a couple uh shows back it was like oh a few... the
2: Val- oh the weekend of wonders oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah i like that better than this I think I did too, but he likes those like slow burn like no dialogue kind of movies. Yeah. Like I said, the next movie is very mood's uh it's very up moods alley.
0: Stone tape?
1: No, ha no. oh no, ha ha what, Agagaza, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Alright. Uh what do ratings you think for ratings. I get a six. I,
0: I gave it I, go I, I, I got it, Derek.
2: I give it, like, a seven. Seven for a first time. You know, I, I some of the stories were kind of, like, dull in some spots, but I can't say they weren't shocked at or anything, you know what I mean? It, it was beautiful to look at, and it has some good, like, musical score behind it, so it enticed me enough to keep watching So there's those visuals.
0: Um, I thought it was long and kind of boring, minus the second second segment, but I did think that, I thought that, the, you know, they were... Like, as their own thing, like, if I would just watch one of them, I'd be like, oh, that was a pretty cool short. But nothing,
1: you know. Right home
0: about? Yeah, it's just kind of basic. Uh, I I came in at a five and a half.
1: Five and a half. All right. Next up from Mr. Lechem From the year 1972, we have a BBC horror sci-fi movie called the stone tape so this one is while working on a revolutionary project a man his former girlfriend and other team members encounter a ghost well
3: it's
1: basically about it thoughts well um so
0: first of all let me put it this way like i understand the appeal to this film like if you really put yourself in the in the time 1972 this came out on Christmas day Christmas night like like as a ghost story tell in the 70s and stuff like that on TV it's like a TV movie or what they call it, what a, a tele, uh,
1: um teleplay a tele, uh, teleplay um but like isn't like every there's like a shit ton of tv movies from 1972 that's like the main theme of the year is tv movies i feel like they're all like this they all have like that like slow burn Well, yeah they they don't show as as much and stuff like
0: that i think there's way better tv movies than this than this one but i'm saying like in if i was in first of all (laughs) i feel like this appeals to british people more than it does me too but why do you um, say that? I just think that it... I, well, honestly, I had a tough time with the accents. I thought a lot of them were pretty thick. And since it's a film that's a little bit older, the copy that I was watching um, was like the, the audio of the dialogue wasn't that high. Um, so it, I actually couldn't hear a lot of what they were talking about at times, especially at mm-hmm. the beginning. Um, but I just think that, you know, these type of you know, Christmassy, like, even though it's not like set on Christmas, like this yeah. type of tale, this like ghost story is like traditional with like, you know, British television and stuff like that. So well, I think it's
1: just like, like at the same time too, it's like technology, the technology race of like trying to like develop like the next huge thing. in technology was like super hot at the time. Oh yeah. So I feel like it's just like, it's, it's, it's put together for the time like they're like yeah we're going to get those japs it's like very like <laughs> racist like they're doing like slant eye jokes and stuff like that it's just like very yeah. it's very uh aged let's just say that
2: yeah I, I like the concept of this one but i will agree it's a little too slow in some parts for definitely yeah it's just the way that it's portrayed through uh being a play like setting where the actors are actually it feels like they're actually on a stage play yeah. mm-hmm. in some scenes. So I, I do get that. It's very British BBC television from it, it 70s. It totally
1: feels like just straight BBC yeah. British television. <laughs> well, basically things. it's like the story is like, we got like these, this, this uh, technology firm that's like going into like this mansion in the middle of the Valley. And basically they are trying to develop like the next big telecommunical thing whatever the next big technology kind of uh technology advancement and they ultimately come across like this room in the middle of the house and they all hear screams from this woman but not everybody hears it and they basically try to find out that it's it's different from every person if they either see the ghost or they hear the ghost and like some people will see it and not hear it but some people will see it Some people will hear it and not see it that kind of stuff so it's basically just like they find a a
2: bunch of spam yeah it's
1: basically it's like it's basically just like a ghost story
2: yes who picked this one now mark Lehman?
0: yeah i think he's from the uk isn't he or something yeah
2: yeah i actually i actually uh, because i posted on you guys group page about this and uh I asked him if he ever saw the Quatermass films, you know, like the Hammer ones, the ones that Hammer produced. Mm-hmm. I would, I would think. Uh, he said no, and he's like, I told him to definitely check out Quatermass and the Pit, which is the third in that series. Uh, it's kind of has this concept, but a little bit more of a budget, and it's really good. And uh, I know John Carpenter is a fan of those movies because uh, uh, that's pretty much the basis for why he did Prince of Darkness. That's a pretty much his version of, like, this type of concept and story idea, you know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It kind of has that feel to it. But, you know, I, I dug this with, with the concept and stuff, and what was with that weird fucking alien dude that looked like Mutantus at the beginning? I thought <laughs> this was going to be some weird fucking... And it really, like, like, it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just like, up. Oh, this guy's in an alien
1: suit, and what the fuck are they trying to get across with it?
2: Yeah, like, I, was, I was like, oh, cool. This could have been fucking great with this. Like I said, it, it
1: didn't really age very well. Yeah, no, it's it's it didn't at all. <laughs>
0: um, it feels like what it,
1: you know. I just love, like, all these guys are, like, so sexist to this girl. They're like, oh, we don't have to listen to what she has to say. She's wrong. Oh, Even I felt she's so like, bad for her. <laughs> yeah, like, they're so sexist. They're like, oh, just because she's a woman, this bitch doesn't know anything. And they're like, oh, we're not going to listen to her we're just going to do our own manly things. It's like, man, this, these people are so sexist. And so like, she's the only woman. So she like has no backbone in the situation. It's like, then why the hell did you bring her along? If you're just going to like say that she's wrong the entire time. Yeah. <clears throat> um,
0: I... the, the, uh, scene where they're like, it's in the computer or something. Yeah. Oh, it just feels so dated. <laughs> Yeah.
1: It's
2: in the computer. and the It's computer, all like
1: factor so. graphics. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and the computer looks like the giant candy bar computer in fucking Willy Wonka. I'm going to tell it where to get the chocolate. <laughs> it's like one of those fucking computers, too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. What do you think for ratings?
2: I give it like a 6.5. You know, I, I enjoyed the concept, and it kept me interested enough to go on, but it is fucking slow as all hell in some parts uh, it's just the way it is, you know, I, I, I don't, I'll I be honest, I thought it was shot well for what it was, you know what I mean? hmm And it could have used some more music, too. That's the thing, it was too quiet in some spots.
0: I think that's because it's a teleplay or something.
2: Yeah. The, yeah. But the movie was, that I reviewed a couple
1: weeks ago called uh, mm-hmm. the one with Aubrey Hepburn, like, that one's, like, very, like, play-like and it wasn't as boring as this movie. I don't know.
0: Um... What do you, uh, I I gave it a four and a half. It is six. I think I, I think personally it's bel- below a little below average for me, but I get the yeah. appeal of it. Like I said, if I if I seen this live during the time, I probably would have enjoyed it more.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> All right. All right. Main review from the year twenty seventeen, Agusawa, but. Getting its wide release in 2019, so this yeah. is a 2019 film, technically. A Heatherin's yeah. Curse. Uh, in the 15th a heatherin's century. Heatherin's Curse? Yeah, H E A T E N S. Heatherin? But it's heatherin, isn't that what I said? I don't think so, buddy. Okay. Is it anyway, Heathen? Heathen's Curse? Whatever. Heathen. <laughs> in the 15th century, a young gold, gold herd. <laughs> sense. That's what it says. In the 15th century, a young goat herd living alone in a mountain hut feels a dark presence in the woods. That's what it says. All right. So this is
0: what is this German?
1: What is yes, it? German. Yeah, German. German in Austria. This movie's so moods. It's hilarious.
0: Like I knew he would love this movie. Like you have to. Dude, I really liked it a lot too, man.
1: Yeah, Me too, man.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fucking. I don't know. it's It's. It's not my kind of movie,
1: to be honest with you.
0: Dude, I, first of all, like, just the opening. Like, this film is so, like, cinematically good.
1: Um, exactly. I'm not saying, like, it's, like, it's not, like, a beautifully shot film. But there's, like, it's little dialogue. It's all, all, like, avant-garde, like, very artsy-fartsy. Like, you have to, like, it's not, like, blatant. You have to piece together in your mind what it is going on. And like, I, Honestly, it's not,
0: to- I, like, you said that. Like, and I, and when I watched it, I was like expecting it to be like that. But honestly, it, it didn't really have, like, I didn't find, like, I didn't find really
1: anything that I was confused about. It doesn't have like a concrete, like narrative. I think in my opinion, it's just like, we just follow this girl and the shit that goes down and that's basically about it. I mean, it's not like a, like a deep complex storyline going on. Yeah, I I, I I just think I just feel like it's like the witch. Like the more you watch it, the more you'll appreciate it. I don't. know, That's just the way I, don't I think feel this about these kind of movies. This is
0: not as good as the witch to me. Um, I think there's a lot more to offer in the witch, but like this one is. I, I really like this this film a lot. I think that the setting feels so natural and real um, to me. It feels like just very accurate to the time uh period Mm -hmm. and like even like everything to the clothes like the um the uh like the the the, the animal skins that they're wearing and stuff like that like the bassinet that the baby's in like everything it just feels very of uh, of the time period piece
1: like i said i feel like all that kind of stuff it's just i think personal i think this is just like a personal kind of uh, feeling towards this movie, if you're gonna like it or not, I feel like if you if you like those, you know those slow burn like cinematic kind of movies, you're gonna like it. But if you're more of a kind of person who likes like a plot driven kind of film, I just don't feel like it's that kind of film for those kind of people. Well, I don't know.
0: Just, you know, just so nobody's confused, like there is a plot, like there is a po- a narrative to follow here. It's it's kind of like it's I guess so well there is I mean there. it's about this girl and uh, yeah. the traumatic death of her mother and yeah. her living is like a hermit from the rest of like the town it's mm-hmm. people and but what's the
1: point the it's point, just a, char- the it's a point character
0: the point is study. to follow her and what happens to her
2: yeah it's a character study it's like say like maniac or combat shock it's like one of those type of movies where you follow this character and their fucked up journey you know what I mean
0: yeah, so this this woman is like, um, you know, we don't know she has a baby, but we don't know how yeah. or why, which is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's you know her. It opens up with her and her mom. I the one thing the one thing that I was kind of a, slightly confused on was, um, what was up with the mom? Did she just have like the black plague or something?
1: Like, what was up with?
2: She did. That's what that was. Oh, uh, was, was it? Or was- yeah, I just bit. thought
1: I just thought like the moment that those people appear outside of her house calling her witch, I just thought like something happened during that moment that fucked her up. Well, because it was just like so weird. Like, why are they calling her a witch? Like, is she a witch or like does she just have that recluse kind of feeling towards her that makes people think that she's a witch? I don't, I don't, I didn't take that she
0: is a witch. Yeah, um, I didn't take it as that. Um, I, I took it more you? literal, like, they, they're just hermits, and people who are secluded often are, uh, you know, mocked. Backlashed. Yeah. yeah. The, and I, I just took it as that. And then I took it that the the mom had, like, the black death yeah. um, and eventually died from it. And then I, I took it that the um like the rat scene with the uh water like i figured that was also a reference to oh yeah that's the rat that gave her the plague yeah 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 so um and then like the whole psychedelic part is really cool
1: um yeah that's probably like my favorite part of the movie is that whole like that whole scene (laughs) oh especially what
0: happens i was like holy fuck fuck." fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i love that part and um like the i find that the um you know, the sexual aspect of it is pretty interesting, too. Yeah. Um, like, she's she, getting turned on while milking the goats.
2: Because that's all she has, you know? It's like she's been with those goats all the time, you know? Yeah. That's what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. But she's had to have some kind of intimate relationship with somebody pretty recently over well, the last year well the way the way that well, like she gets raped like she did in
2: the, well later on in the movie that's how it feels like because when the actual thing happens with the other scene where it yeah. actually happens again she's not as shocked because I think yeah it like maybe she's happened like before. numb
0: to it yeah, yeah that's kind of what i took at, at as it might be too um, but again, we're never really shown, so it's kind of like up for your own interpretation, which I'm always a
1: fan of that type of narrative anyway
3: yeah. it's just
1: like um, a, like a whole relationship between her and the friend is like it's weird because like she acts so nice to her and like actually like gives her some kind of normalcy, and then she just fucks her over for you know I, don't I, know.
0: I was wondering if the apple. Was a reference to like the like a snow white tail or something like that or something?
2: Yeah, or if you go like Adam and Eve, like send this,
0: yeah, so like, yeah, like she took the, the fruit foot. from the oh, that's actually, I didn't even think of that. Uh, yeah, she she took the fruit, I guess, and the snakes because there are snakes, yeah, and, there are snakes, and the snakes don't make sense because the as soon as I saw the snakes, I was like, dude, it's fucking winter, winter. snakes yeah. are not out in the winter at all, like they, yeah. So I think that that is definitely a
1: reference to,
0: but she, um, but
1: the snakes—it's the mom that has the snakes, isn't it? So does well, that?
0: Well, she, she has does... them later in the film too. Though. Well,
2: uh, yeah. well it's from her point of view too, when we're supposed to see the snakes, so it yeah. could be just all on her fucking head as well yeah. cause of the way Like, the I, like is.
1: I said, I think I think the more you watch this movie, the more you appreciate it. I think. Yeah, like Mood, Moods actually helped. just
0: reviewed – if anybody's curious, Moods and Mike Merriman and Jerry reviewed this yeah. over on the um, Fresh Cuts um, yeah. podcast. So check that out because Moods canceled Love on us movie. to do that. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <clears throat> check that out. I'm actually – I'll listen to it because I'm curious to see how they break it down because apparently they, they break it down pretty good. But <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I love this movie, man. I thought
1: that the visuals were really,
0: really good too early on. Especially well, I would the...
1: have to assume the visuals have to be good because there's no dialogue. I mean, there's a f- little bit of dialogue, but there's barely any dialogue. Yeah. So if you have no dialogue, you have to have good visuals. There's not you're, really you're
2: even, like, there's not even really, like, a music score. The, the music score, when it does kick in, is fucking fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And I love the scenes where, like, you see like this mountain, and you just see like the fucking atmosphere, ruling from the mountain. Like this whole mountain is dude, just and like drool there's there's
0: like a shot of like the fog moving in through the through the pine and stuff like that.
2: Oh, uh, it looks so good. good and
0: this the uh marshy like swamp area, like everything. Like dude, I was just enamored and in love with the 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 not even just like the visuals like i don't mean just visuals i mean the locations and the setting and the backdrop and the atmosphere like all that combined in a visual sense is was great to me and whenever you say like there's not much dialogue in the film there's technically not but there's the the film is told through action, like we're we're actually. It's not like the film is just a character sitting there, like what, she's doing something every well, day. She
1: has watching to, well, her, yeah. When well, no shit, if you don't have dialogue, you have to show it in some way or another. So of yeah. course, it's going to be the dialogue's through movement. Essentially. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: it's done through acting.
3: Yeah,
1: very much like these. All those, all the movies that are similar to this are the same way, pretty much. Because you have to have some other way to tell the story if you're not going to have dialogue. And the way that they tell the story in this is through scenery and through actions and acting. Because like Derek said, there's not really any music, so you can't tell it in that way. See, so there's only pretty much two other ways to tell the story, and that's through aesthetics and acting. And that's what they have to do. So,
2: And the, the, the woman who plays Auburn, I think, does a really good job at the body language it's it kind of has like a repulsion feel this movie too mm-hmm. with like the containment of her being inside all alone with the baby oh you know like my mouth dropped a few times during this movie because i was like, where this fucking movie was going i'm like oh my god and oh my god and you know it's fucking funny like like i wanted more man like
0: like and i don't mean that in a bad way like I, this movie's like an hour 40 something dude yeah. all all of a sudden I looked and checked the time fucking 10, 10 or 15 minutes left and I'm like what the fuck it just flew by for me
2: but, but you know that's good if a movie's paced like that for you you know what I mean oh especially, yeah cause I always complain these about type of length movie. of movies especially these type of movies too you know like those slow burn movies if yeah, it's so this punch. movie's
1: slow burn as fuck I, but I was so into burn. it
0: the entire time, man. And this yeah. is that, like, it was creep. Like, even though there's not much horror that happens until like the end of the film, the whole film like creeped me out. Like, I was just like watching it at night, and I'm just like, man, this is fucking eerie. It's just it's like just the a, atmosphere, man. It's
2: because even though it doesn't have music, you hear like these weird fucking the wind howls, dude.
0: You can hear the howling of the wind outside. I
1: love it.
2: Yeah, it's fucking. All great. you
1: motherfuckers like this movie. I think, thing personal wise. It's just not my kind of cup of tea personally. But But I appreciate it for what it is. I do like art house films, but I feel like this is just a little bit too art housey for me.
0: (laughs) I feel like it's not that art housey though. It's like it's art housey, but I feel like it's not like the fucking spirits of the dead. I just
1: feel like it's like Yeah, I get that, but I just feel like this is the kind of movie that you have to like look at and like really watch and dissect it and like there's so much stuff going on like you only
2: watch this movie once right jeremy yeah
1: well, i watch everything once i just feel like it, there's like so much stuff going on like horsehead like there's so much stuff going on like you'll never fully get everything in one viewing mm-hmm. that maybe as more people watch it and more people start to write about it like the witch again more people watch it and more people write about it and talk about it and all the things that are going on with it that maybe i'll get a more appreciation for it i just think like personally I, these kind of movies I don't really like to watch I like a little bit more uh interactions and dialogue and stuff like the, that I don't this know.
0: film was so far up my alley like
1: yeah. just I'm surprised the... I know What's you that? like like atm- I know you like like atmospheric kind of movies I just didn't think you would like it as well, much as I also like i under
0: i guess it's undervalued in terms of like what people think about me when I watch movies. I'm yeah. actually a fan of period pieces. Like, I love period settings. I've always have, you know what I mean? So, like, that's something that, like, I don't know. I just get sucked into that, those, you know, when they're done right and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I love low dialogue movies. I love films that you're f- with one character and you're just focusing on them. Like, the, the, these movies always work for me. Um, and on top of that, I feel like there's a lot to kind of take away from this movie when you dig deeper into it, like you said, with the apple and the snakes and stuff like that, because we know the serpent is what um, tricked Adam and Eve or mainly Eve to, you know, take the fruit. Mm-hmm. And st- I think there's a lot of I, stuff that I don't even really know. But even on the surface, what I took from it, I really liked. Um <clears throat> Like, um, there was something, like, the, the, what, ha- something happens, and then the next day, um, the baby won't feed from her,
1: um, well, it's, the it's, uh, fuck, I can't remember what happened now.
2: Was it, was that after or before the rat scene?
1: It, isn't it after she gets the skull of her mother? after she brings it into the house the baby stops feeding from her
0: yeah i can't remember what exactly happens but i remember seeing that and like oh that's interesting i think that's inten. i think that means something that's intentional well
1: i think it's i think that's it it's after she brings the skull of her mother into the house everything in this film feels intentional
0: and i love movies that are like that where everything has like been planned out and like everything means something and um, I don't know who this director is. Has he done anything else? No. This is his first film. Good first job, film. bro. I'm very But The Witch was the
2: guy's that. first film, too. You know, well, Edgar's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that he was actually going to title this movie uh, Hexen from the commentary I listened to. Mm-hmm. But uh, he changed it because they were making The Witch, too, at the same time they were making this movie. It wasn't just they were making it at the same time. So he didn't want to. He kind of wanted to change the title to. Gotcha. To, get it away from the witch when it did came out. You know what I mean? Because they are very
1: similar in, like, aesthetics and oh, yeah, the way they, they that they're look, paced. Yeah.
0: <clears throat>
1: but, anyway, ratings? I give it an 8.
2: Want me to go next?
1: Um, yeah.
2: I fucking love this movie, man. I, it, it, I just just I, saying,
1: we all know what you're going to give
3: it. You I'm going to give it... Favorite, your no, favorite rating.
2: No, I'm not. I... Still don't get a few things, and I think on a third or three watches in, I would probably give it that, because I fucking love this movie, man. It's fantastic. Great atmosphere, great score, and great performance by the lead actress in this film, and some moments that really creep the fuck out of me. So I'm giving it a 9.5 out of 10. So there you go, Jeremy. All right.
0: And me personally, um, I liked it a lot. I can't go 10. Um, I rarely go 10. Um, I gave it a nine.
1: A nine. Moods gave it a ten. Did he? Did he? We all know what Moods is number one this year is gonna be. That's not
0: necessarily true. He he has had multiple tens in a year before.
1: I've only had it once. I've never had it. Yes, I I have. Have I? You only usually have one ten a year. No, I don't. It comes at night. That was a ten. I normally uh, don't have tens. Period. Was landline goes click
0: at ten? 9. Did you give landline goes?
3: Yeah.
0: And uh, sacrament a nine, maniac nine point five, and my number one of twenty fifteen was I think. Oh, that was Landmine goes click, and then sixteen was the witch at a nine point five, and then last or twenty seventeen was. It comes at it night. It night. comes at night at a ten. What was under that though? Was my number two Cause I think I gave Did I give that a ten as well?
1: Wasn't mm, I forget Let me check Seventeen Yeah You gave Uh JP Get out 9.5 Okay
2: And then Carly gave two tens on that show She gave the kinds of Love And it comes in there Yeah I and gave then two tens that show This
0: And then last year My number one was Um The hell was it? 2018
1: what came uh, out in 2018? The Hereditary. Oh, yeah. Hereditary, I think yeah. I
0: gave that a 9.5. So I've only given one ten 10 in the entire history of our current year top 10s. And
1: it comes at night. Yeah. It's people have forgotten about already. Yeah. <laughs> all that hoopla for nothing.
2: Yeah, I got the Blu-ray. I, I watched it here and there. It's definitely it's the press. One, I've though. only
0: watched it once, and that's probably all I ever watch it. I, I want to yeah, keep I, the memory.
2: It's an incredibly beautiful film, though. Yeah.
0: Um. So far sure. this year, I've seen a handful of. Uh, I like. Um. My top ten is starting to come along to where. Like at first, I was like, "Man, this sucks." But I'm actually probably have like five solid films that I'd be happy with in the top ten right now. Um. Which is almost like we're a couple days from halfway through the year, so. Uh, Jeez, hopefully, seen this, jack shit. hopefully the second half is a little bit better. Any
2: um, films you're excited for? I yeah, I
0: honestly, I'm excited for Aja's new flick. It's yeah, a lot different too. from, you know, what you would expect, I guess. Really?
1: But, well... The Hills of Eyes is pretty similar idea, to be honest. Really? A Killer style I mean, film? Well, it says, like of people stuck in a situation that they can't get out of. That's not
0: the same, dude. This is a fucking creature movie. (laughs) You know?
1: I guess so.
0: Um, that looks really fun. Yeah, scary stories. Scary stories. stories. I'm looking forward to Three from Hell, obviously. Yeah. Um, Child's Play, I'm looking forward to. It Chapter uh, 2. It Chapter 2, I'm looking forward to, which I have been avoiding the trailer for that.
1: Yeah. Um, of course, Tarantino's new movie.
0: Yeah, not not very horror looking. I but, know, but
1: yeah, Tarantino's movie new
0: flick. Um, there there's you know there's some good horror on the horizon at least. I mean, look at
1: the box office brawl spreadsheet. <coughs> Annabelle, Midsummer
0: looks good. That looks That's... good yeah Midsommar uh, looks awesome I know Edgar's Lighthouse is coming out this year yeah
1: that looks good
0: uh,
2: I want to see The Lodge really bad I know Jeremy mentioned that earlier yeah. well there was
0: one that I seen the last <coughs> year that made top 10s in the festival circuit and nobody's talked about it since but it was like Lifeboat or something like that it was like about people stuck on a boat that looked kind of cool um, I like stuff like that Doctor, Doctor Sleep comes out Flanagan's new flick yeah, yeah. Uh, Godzilla, of course. That's next week.
2: Yeah, definitely going. Yeah, back.
0: I think the second half of the year usually is better, and I think that it, it's no surprise. I hope we end the decade off correctly
1: because it's kind. Well, of I still have to watch *Braid*. Everybody was talking about that movie's pretty good.
2: Did you guys check out *The Wind* yet? No.
1: The what? The
2: movie *The Wind*.
1: Oh, that's IFC, right?
2: Yeah, it's like a psychological western horror. Uh-oh. Yeah, I gotta rent it. I haven't watched it yet though.
1: Even Moods hasn't watched that many movies. Twenty two. I don't know what I'm at. He watches one called Video Man that I think sounds pretty cool.
2: Saw it on Letterbox. Poor, poor Brandon has to do a top nineteen. He must be going fucking crazy.
0: Uh, it'll come around at the end of the year but what yeah, was the the top uh, nineteen? <laughs> um, I, I do want to eventually do a top 10 of the decade
1: um, but
0: I well, think well, we my number one will be on that list I think we should wait until we do 2010 or 2011 12 or wait, 2010 11 and 12 top 10 shows first
1: But that'd be cool I don't see anything knocking on my number one
0: which I don't know what it is and I don't want to know So How
1: do you not know what it
2: is He dude? said it in the Facebook group every time Somebody posted about it
1: Really? Yeah. It was in my top 10 favorite movies of all time No I mean for this year
2: Oh for this year <laughs> uh, We were talking about the decade one
1: The decade one No I, said, already, I, I already
0: know that I'm just saying like this This year I don't want to know what your top number one is
1: I think The Witch would be your number one To be honest
0: Of the decade? Yeah. I don't know. I really like Insidious.
1: Really? Oh, I love Insidious. As your favorite film of the decade? Yeah.
0: Uh, I can't think of what all came out, but uh, Insidious is one of my favorite movies of all time, so. I never
1: knew that. It was in my top 50. Yeah, but that's like, it wasn't high on your list, though. Was it not? I don't know. Where
0: did it hit? i don't remember
1: but i really do think the witch would be close
0: it no I, I i do love the witch and the witch was the witch was like number what it was it wasn't that high was it
1: it was not your number one
0: no 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 i mean in my top
1: 50 oh i don't remember do
3: i'm mean, trying no, to think no, of like I other movies
1: all the movies that we've talked about this decade that you're like super high on was... Let the just, right one in. Yeah. Uh, the Witch. Uh, it Comes In Night. Mm-hmm. Hereditary. Insidious
0: Maniac, was my number 35. Witch was 38.
1: Maniac. Um, I don't know what else from this decade Technic- you
0: Technically, based on my top 50... Insidious is the is the only film the the highest for that decade.
1: Neon Demon, you really liked, I remember.
0: Yeah, but technically, Insidious is ranked higher than anything else. I wonder if Starry Eyes would make my list. Maybe there's some other films that I really like too, like Mother's Day that I I don't really talk about.
1: Mother's Day was good. Do you ever do that? I can't remember. Did that's we a ever
0: do it? Review it
1: on the show. No.
0: I love I love Mother's Weren't
1: Day. Weren't we now. supposed to? Didn't we do it on something? Um I think we were gonna do an OG vs remake um yeah. for Mother's Day last year. Right? I remember we, we watched. It. No, I thought we watched it like a long time ago, like oh. JF1 era. No, I never watched it for the show.
3: Hmm. Anyway, that's
0: pretty much it.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Episode 160. Guess all right I'll take us out of here okay once again my amazing hosting abilities came through again thank you everybody for listening to episode 160 of the 22 shots of moods and horror podcast so if you want to follow the man moods himself you could do so at youtube.com slash moods 616 follow JP on his channel youtube.com slash shot J follow me on my channel youtube.com slash Nes World Twenty Two. Check Derek over out on um, the Cinema Attack. He's having um, some famous director come on a show pretty soon. No, I'm nah, not, man.
2: Can I uh-huh. shout out my two other shows real quick? No. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, No More Room in Hell and Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space. Wait, you're you're a host on No More Room in Hell? I've been on the last fucking seven episodes. I didn't
0: know. That. I haven't listened on, to any. So
2: I'm I'm on also uh the the promo. Mike really? says my name. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Who is, is, is Corey still on there? Yeah. Yeah. So we, it's four of you guys then? Yeah. We have fun discussions. Actually, the, if you listen to the latest episode, it's fucking kind of funny. How
1: the fuck do you guys do another show? God damn, I don't really have time to do this shit. Yeah, but like
0: everybody, like Mood says, this show is like a fucking marathon. Like, if we were, if you were doing like hour to two hour shows on here, you would have time to do other shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, our latest episode is of uh, Big Bad Wolves and the Treatment, which is actually a show I picked. So, check that one out. Good discussions on those two movies. Treatment kicks ass. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, keep going. They, yeah, it's a very depressing discussion. This is
1: yeah. It's in my top fifty, like most depressing movies. Um, please buy a t-shirt, twenty four ninety nine shipped. You can email me at anysriver twenty two at gmail dot com or you twenty two shots of mood and dot com. And there's now a store page up there. Thanks to JP. Follow us on Twitter, twitter slash twenty two shots podcast. Leave us an email at the twenty two shots of mood and horror at gmail dot com peter hasn't left us any voicemail since we banned him jp nope i'm surprised 724-426-6665 join us on the facebook page facebook.com search bar 22 shots of moods and horror podcast please support the patreon and get the sand sucked down in my vagina patreon.com slash 22 shots podcast and please buy a shirt on terror threads i'm just gonna say that because it's on there and (laughs) i don't know why it hasn't been taken out and that should do it everybody for episode 160 Of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. We'll be back next week with the sound effects loud and clear for episode 161 of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast. We'll be digging into the top 10 of 1972.
0: Yeah, but that's not next
1: week. Or two weeks next episode. Whatever. It's the next episode. June 9th. It's (laughs) coming. It's coming, folks. Get ready for one of the worst years of the top 10 yet. No, I'm just joking. It's okay. But... That should do it, everybody. And uh, fuck Exploding Heads. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>